Blank check with Griffin and David. Blank check with Griffin and David. Don't know what to say or to expect. All you need to know is that the name of the show is Blank Check. Where are you from? Different podcasts. Okay. <laughs> that was very quiet. That's not. <laughs> I think she's quiet no, until she, no. she gets loud. She yells it. No. There are different, different podcasts. There, there are it different is. points where she's asked that. I ben thought you were doing. Look. David, don't yell in the mic. Hey, Ben, blowing up, blowing up. Sorry. Please. Sorry. Please. Ben, check the level. What's your there. social security number? That's. I thought you were doing that one. In that one, she's pretty muted. Different places. No, in that one, she says she's from New York. Oh, you're right. In the job interview. <laughs> Isn't there an earlier one where she's kind of quiet? Different places. Okay, let's take two. Ben no, 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 cut no, no, no. We're just going to keep going. I love it. David, cue me again. All right, fine. Where are you from? Different podcast. Yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> right there. Right there. <laughs> Ben's happy. Ben's thrilled. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Blank Check. Pow. The Blank Check with Griffin and David. <laughs> Drinking raspberry coffee. We're going to have a lot of blown sound in this one. I'm drinking raspberry coffee. Are you really? Yep. That's and a I, thing? And, I, I have, and you admitted to it. And I have a food item here that our guest has already <laughs> dragged <laughs> before I've even taken my first bite. All I did was ask what it was, oh, but, it, but, it, but that was sufficient but to you drag know, it. you know that me having to answer is a self-dunk. Yeah, so please You know really. you're forcing me to what? dunk on myself. It's yeah, sort of answer. a, what are those? But just about the whatever the a fuck white it is. cheddar bagel twist. Why are you saying white? Just say cheddar. Because no, because a, that is what it's, it's called, yeah, and it's a, you needed him to say the full name. It's a white cheddar and a raspberry coffee. <laughs> you went to the coffee place to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, let's use the proper name. The coffee place I went to was Dunkin' Donuts. You went to Dunkin', and you were yeah. like, oh, no, raspberry. Yeah, yeah, let's have yeah. a little raspberry in the coffee. Oh, yeah, because you have to ask for that. Yeah. yeah. I said, uh, one small buck. Actually. <laughs> Make it a raspberry coffee. I love Dunkin' Donuts, but my problem well, with Dunkin' America Donuts on it, yeah. Sure, yeah. is it is tough to just to get like a black coffee with nothing in it there sometimes. Oh, that's true. Where they're sure. like, you're like, can I get just black coffee? Mm-hmm. And they're like, uh, yeah, like eight packets of sugar though, right? And right. you're like, no, no, no sugar. And they're like, oh no, so four packets of sugar. Like, they really have to be talked down okay, from so putting something in your usually coffee. Usually I just go black with nothing, right? And I feel like I get all those follow-up questions. And I want them to just accept. I go, hey, just black coffee, nothing in it, right? Yeah. And they still ask the follow-up questions. This time I said, hey, can I get a raspberry coffee? And they went, black? (laughs) And that was the end of the questioning. So I might have come up with a life hack here. They were trying to give you an out. Yeah. Life Hacks with Griffin and David. Welcome to our Life Hacking Podcast. Yes. Mm -hmm. Life Hacks. This is a podcast about life life hacks. (laughs) Griffin and David. (laughs) Uh, this is a like podcast all be food related about biohackers. Yeah, <laughs> uh huh. Go on. No, this is a podcast. I can't. I all can't right, sustain that. It's a podcast that. about filmographies. Directors have massive success early on in their career and are given a series of blank checks. Sometimes those things clear and sometimes they bounce, darling. <laughs> darling. Sometimes they bounce to different places. <laughs> See, I turned away, darling. Ben's not happy this time. Producer, yeah, great not job. <laughs> I'm so proud of you, David. Oh, Go boy. ahead. Ben's in a little bit of a Nomi mood today. Mm-hmm. He seems very uh, placated, and then a millisecond later, he will scream. We're going to have some mood swings. He also keeps taking his shirt off. <laughs> well, listen, it's more comfortable for me. Okay. You have a problem with that? No, I just... Hey. Do you need me to get some ice? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's getting ice for Ben. I don't... Ben's a prick. Okay? 
What's the exact line? I need to call up the wicked quotes or whatever for this because yeah. there's so there many. There are quotes. too many. Let's We've just like, do yeah. a, a table read of this <laughs> script quickly. Oh boy. Um, this is a series about the films of Paul Verhoeven. It's called Podship Casters, and we've gotten today to. I'm going to send this to you. Go on, go on, go on, Carrie, because you need to just read this aloud. But it's perfect for you. This is this is a fulcrum point movie. Uh, this was was a huge flop upon its release, and then has become. Weirdly, one of the more profitable movies of the 90s. Uh, yes. Uh, one of the most profitable home releases of all time. Of all time. Uh, it's called Showgirls. It was the first uh, studio NC-17 film, right? Yeah, it was trying to break break that glass ceiling. Because like Henry and June, that was like an indie movie, right? I'm trying to think of yes. pre- prior NC-17. This was like the first big studio funded where intentionally we know going into this, it's going to be an NC-17. I, I think and Henry and June is the only other studio. Because I think Henry okay. and June hilariously enough, was a universal film. Really? Which is insane. Where they, Philip Kaufman was like, Anais Nin, can I... Uh... <laughs> anyway, sorry. Anyway. Um, and the, and people thought this was going to be like the one that that broke ground and allowed uh, NC-17 sure. movies to be a viable uh, financial prospect by studios. And, and Not so much. It was totally abandoned after this film. But you're right. We're talking about Paul Verhoeven here. Mm-hmm. What's the, what did you name the Podship Casters? Podship Casters. I named that, and the film is called Showgirls. Showgirls. So yeah, you know, this is a man who was uh, when he made this movie, Hollywood loved him. He hadn't had a flop yet. No, no, he had not. Three huge hits in a row. Robocop. Uh, Total Recall and Basic Instinct. Yeah. I mean, each one bigger than the last. Yes, almost. truly. Yeah, right. Yeah, I think yeah. each one outgrossed the. Oh, we no, we looked up. Total Recall made a little more than Basic Instinct. But, but I mean, but Basic Instinct was right. A Cultural more phenomenon. surprising phenomenon. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Um, right. So, so this was this is a big swing here, and it's also <laughs> so. a huge. Yeah, it's but, a big swing for Joe Esterhaus. For well, sure. that's that's the other person we got talking. Right. About. We'll have talked about him in in the Basic Instinct episode last week, but this is when he really has total carte blanche to do whatever the fuck he wants. This movie was uh, a pitch written on a napkin which was sold for $2 million. <laughs> that is correct. That was the, that the, was the no, this entire the movie napkin, feels like it was written on a napkin. The napkin was $2 million, Correct. And he got an additional $1.7 million for the script itself. Yeah. Oh. Right. They had to pay $2 million for the napkin so they'd have the honor of paying him an additional one point five. To write lines like that is true. Which it, fun fact? I'm not even gonna say that. Is line, it a, a planet Hollywood in Cincinnati? Oh, napkin. the napkin. Mm-hmm. Ooh, in oh, really? in Cincinnati of all places. <laughs> Why is it in Cincinnati? You got to put some stuff in. I, don't I know. mean, they got to fill different out places. all the different planets. <laughs> different <laughs> places. <laughs> oh, introduce our guest. Or I'll do it. Our guest has done a great job talking before she was introduced. Which is what which we is want. The oh. earmark of a great blank check guest. Yep. Oh, no pressure. Uh, she she is she is a friend and a writer whose work you can read on Vox and other places. Different places. Different places. Different places! Uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Caroline Frankie is here. Hi. <laughs> Former AV clubber. Oh, yeah. That's how David and I know each other. That's right. I'm doing finger guns in his direction. You can't see it. Were you ever in the same office or were you just no. on the same site? We I didn't actually even site. meet David in person until like a few years ago. That's right. Because, because I lived in LA. Because lived on another coast. And he was furious about it all the time. He lived in a different <laughs> Place. I I didn't meet David until today. Shit. Oh. Yeah. How you doing? I'm doing okay. It's very different than I thought you'd look. Hey, how you doing? I always thought you were Ben from the artwork. <laughs> I've been recording every episode 
In studio, but in a box. <laughs> yeah, they no, he comes in, in a box. <laughs> yeah, <again. laughs> um, I feel like we're in a fittingly stupid yeah, mood yeah, for the show. Is, yeah, the show, this stupid. movie. Can this you tell I write about TV most of the time? Yes, yes. Uh, well, this 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 is a movie about shows. It's a movie about shows. There show, you go. Show girls. Yes. The business of show. Uh, the business of show, and, and no business like it, in that it is objectively the single worst business. <laughs> That's the thesis <laughs> of this movie. Certainly. Certainly. Showgirls. God, where do you even begin with showgirls? Uh, well, yeah, so let's talk about... Because uh, when I put this yeah. on last night, Joanna was like... Your girlfriend? True. Humble brain. Um, <laughs> was like, uh, what, asked the pretty normal question of... What the fuck what, is this? What's it about? Uh-huh. Like, you know, how do you pitch showgirls? Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, it's like this like star is born kind of thing, but it's like very sexually explicit. So it was rated NC-17. Right. And her response was, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> and also, uh, literally every character you will meet for the entire runtime of this is, film is bad. Is an abuser, <laughs> yes. okay. is abused no. on screen, or both. There is yes. one character who's the best character. Yeah, but, but her friend. Correct. Right? Oh no! Oh, now no. I feel bad because it wasn't her friend. And well, I feel but bad. he actually really said nice. is abused on screen, and of course she. That's does. what I'm saying. I'd oh, say yeah. every character falls into one or the other. Okay. If you but, like a character, you have to watch them go. Through but who? The wait, wait, who are you going to say? Crystal Connors. Oh, uh, you know what? <laughs> you know what? She's not wrong. It's a hot take. Because the thing is about it? Crystal Connors is she dances up to that edge, but she never actually does anything. Now is that no. a fault of a strange script? That sort of forgets about Probably. her. Probably. <laughs> Maybe. But Gina Gershon's like the only one in this movie who I think does anything ben worthwhile. Ben and I were discussing this off mic where we are like, is she actually good? Like she's, I, she's almost, good. almost I can't entirely helpful. I can't, I can't, I've been trying to crack this one for 15 years. But like, yeah, why is Nomi mad yeah. at her? Oh, well, that changes it, every other scene they have. It's so unclear, their dynamic at, like yeah. between the two characters. No, I mean, they're totally confusing. I think Gina is good. The movie is po- positioning her. I can't figure that one out either. The movie either. is positioning her as a we'll predator for the first half, and yes. then it just sort of stops doing mm-hmm. it. And, and so and by the end, it no, kind of presents like a tragic her. love story. Right at the right. end, it's almost like a Cyrano thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, we'll get into it, but I just like I love that the subtext of every female rivalry becomes text in this. It's just mm-hmm. yeah, they want to fuck though. Mm-hmm. They want to. fuck, I respect though. that. Yeah, very baseline. I respect that about this movie. I also think. I think maybe they thought he thought of it as a twist, Esther House, where it's like, right? Um, you think she's the one who's trying to kind of like manipulate her into bed, sure. And Kyle MacLachlan is like the friendly guy, yeah, who's with her. And then twist, he and sucks then twist, too. he sucks. But it's like we, we saw knew he him. Sucks. Yeah. We yeah. were aware that he's gonna suck. Well, like it's not thing, exactly yes. shocking that he sucks. I think if the one was... nice thing he does is he t- he's nice about Versace. Sure, that's his cool moment. What yeah. do you mean, Versace? Versace. Oh, okay. Um, first yeah, but- uh that was meant to be a twist the problem is that Paul Verhoeven is a director who does not like actors to play subtext <laughs> <laughs> certainly less and less as his career goes on as right. well yes right you know uh, maybe he gets it a little back once he leaves Hollywood but he does but not yeah. I mean because I would say Starship Troopers is even less correct has even less subtext than this film which is in- impressive correct doesn't seem possible that, that movie is actors as props that's yes. like actors that movie, as mannequins. He has no respect for the actors. Right. Openly. Openly. But at least the lead actors. He has yes. no respect for Casper Van Dien. Yes, which we're going to talk about. <laughs> but uh, in this movie. With uh, our guest, you know, Casper Van this Dien. Movie, he'll do <laughs> it. That'd be incredible. Yeah. Uh, this movie, I feel like he does have respect for his actors, except maybe Elizabeth Berkeley. I have no idea well, what that I'm relationship is. I was reading some interviews like. with him because I, I. He's so a I weird wanna, man. I was going to. Yeah. 
you wanted me, I think you wanted me to tell the story of how I first saw this movie Please because that is what convinced you I should do it. Mm-hmm. But part of it was because, um, all right, so I, this is a, such a roundabout way to get to where I was going. Well, I guess that's this podcast, right? Well, we'll travel through different places. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was living in Los Angeles, David's favorite place. Yeah. L.A., yeah. baby. LA. I love L.A. It's a song I wrote that Randy Newman sang. <laughs> oh, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really bad. Yeah, I hate L.A. Yeah. <laughs> oh, subtext. Yeah, the thing about Randy Newman is he's a tricky little bastard. Sure. Sometimes he sings stuff that he doesn't mean. All right, we are now Whoa. sidetracking a sidetrack conversation. Yeah, no, this is perfect. Hey. So there are these outdoor screenings in the summer at Hollywood Forever Cemetery. Really yep. fun. And for the 20th anniversary of Showgirls, they did. They were going to do a Showgirls thing. It was packed. It was, I think it was sold out, which is about 4,000 people. It was in the cemetery. Yeah, it was Hollywood in the cemetery. cemetery. is the single best place to watch Showgirls. Because awesome. that's what this movie is, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. He's not wrong. Thematically? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not wrong. Uh, yeah. It, it's, um, it's always fun, but it's, it's especially fun for the stuff that's super campy because everyone's been there for hours waiting sure. to get in. Everyone's drunk. Right, every, it's right. summer. It's, you know. It's he, a capital I saw a Hitch- e event. Right. Like, I think I saw, like, a sedate Hitchcock there once, and I definitely fell asleep, and it wasn't the movie's fault. Right. No, like, yeah, eh, yeah. It's not, it's not it's what we It's easy to fall asleep with those right. outdoors. But things. Showgirls is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And right before it starts, the guy's introducing, and then he's like, oh, we have a special guest. And out comes Elizabeth Berkeley. The whole place goes fucking crazy. Yeah. So this is... It's June. Oh, I looked it up because I, someone had a video of it. It's June 26, 2015, because that so was also the, the day that the Supreme Court uh, backed same-sex marriage. Okay, so it's the 20th Every, anniversary. and it's, Everyone right. at the screening is in a great mood. Yeah. yeah. Right. Elizabeth Berkeley comes out. And, and that's, by the way, why the Supreme Court came down yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah. They, they were, to, were to all mark the anniversary. Nay, and then they realized that showgirls. <laughs> Shit, it's the 20th anniversary. Fuck. Yeah. All right, all right. Can't on, disrespect it. No, yeah. but I mean, it was, I, and I had never seen it. Okay. Wow, um, that's quite... You'd yeah, heard uh, of it, I'm assuming. I'd heard of it. Yeah. I'd heard bits about it, um, but I had never seen it, which I gather is... Um, and I hadn't even seen it on cable in pieces or anything. Like, I hadn't seen any of it. Mm-hmm. I knew some of the quotes. I knew some of the... You know, I knew the hands, which she did for us, by the way. She ended her speech. Good like for her. It was like a mic drop, but it was the hands. Uh-huh. It's. Per- I think we should use that. Because I feel like she has a complicated relationship with this She movie. really does. Really and does. she, you know, she basically, she looked out and she was like, this is incredible and I've never watched this movie with anyone who liked it before, basically. Aww. It was actually like a, you should look it up. It's really, um, it was pretty touching because she was like, I had an incredible experience making this movie. I fought for this part. She really thought like, yeah, this was going to make yes. her. Right. Yeah. The list of actresses who turned it's down nuts. this role. It's insane. Isn't Charlize one of them? Yes. Angelina Jolie was one And we're of them. talking about Charlize and Angelina when they were not right. famous. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know. Right. So, but Elizabeth Berkeley got it instead. She did? And she was like, I mean, I think she even stopped dancing after this. This is why Dancing with the Stars was, this is the hole I fell down. Her whole career got kind of quiet. I mean, she's one of those people where I think the public response was so harsh to the movie that she kind of went like, I'm fine backing away. Well, also she her agent yeah. fired her. Yeah, I mean, she, which is fucked up. Yeah, no, she got a lot of blame for this, which mm-hmm. is not totally fair. And she was talking about how, I mean, she was 23. She was like, I was yeah. young and it was hard. And 23. It was, when it, it was, came out, she was 23. Right. Yeah. So that part was depressing because she was yeah. like, I had this incredible time making this movie and then it came out and then it was more painful than you can imagine right. because everyone hated it so much. So she was really excited to watch it in the cemetery with 4,000 drunk idiots who loved her movie. And knew yeah. every line. Yeah. And every knew gesture. every line. She was like, there are 4,000 gnomies here, 4,000 crystals. That's, Your nails look amazing. That's what really they sweet. did. It yeah. was really nice. So then, you know, that's how I went into Showgirls, which yeah. was pretty that's cool. Right. That's Best an interesting way to, way to go into yeah. it, though, because, like, the first time I watched Showgirls, as I was telling Ben off mic, I was 13 years old. 
It was on British TV late at night. Mm. And yes, I did grow up in Britain, Caroline. Did you? As did you. A little bit. A little bit. There are two of us. Oh, you've been in the box. Yeah, he grew up in England. (laughs) Go on. But but Caroline, Mm. what? We're everywhere. Can you you double layer the Big Ben shines? (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. I mean, I didn't grow up there as long as you did. I think it was just like three or four pivotal years. It was like nine to 13. What were your years? Who were your years? Who were my years? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I moved there the week that Princess Diana died. Okay. That's true. Mm, 1997. Yeah. So what were your ages? Like nine, nine to 13. She 13. said it. Yeah. Oh, nine to 13. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, those, yeah, those are years. Right. Those and then years. I moved back yeah. to the same town I moved away from and puberty had hit me all wrong. Hey, man. <laughs> it was perfect. Happens to us all. I know. Yeah, so uh, those, were, those were pivotal years though. I didn't do boarding school. I didn't do that. You didn't. Get a phone call. I'm sorry. No, it's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. Um... So you, you watched right. it on TV, but it was uncut. Mm. It was, it was coming British on TV. Television. It was British yeah. TV, so it's uncut. The only thing you're not allowed to show on British TV is an erect penis. And even really? that, I think you can show, but uh, maybe not on the BBC. Maybe these okay. rules huh. have changed, though. This is I'm talking about when I'm a kid. Yeah, I just remember that used to be the rule where it's like the BBC will show anything but an erect That's penis. That's the one yeah. bridge to. Yeah, and they, how old they, were you again? You're 13. 13. You know, Perfect. so no, I know what this movie is. Right. Like vaguely because if it's 13, I'm you know this is a few years after Showgirls came out. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh, that's the like famous sex movie. Great. I can't wait to watch this. It's going right. to be an awesome experience for a 13 year old horny boy. Which is definitely and, like, how I watched like that the first time moment. too. Yeah. Exactly. And then I yeah. watch it, and like even 13 year old David Five Minutes in was like, oh no, no, this right, this is not going to satisfy whatever I was looking at to satisfy. For me, one of the least erotic it's, experiences it is, movie watching. It is incredibly aggressively unsexy. It's right, really it's almost, bizarre how unsexy almost this ruinous. Yeah. Like no, at several the, points during this movie, I'm like, no one involved in the making of this film has had sex. No, or knows what it looks like. No, it, it's war. On the breast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was in pain. Oh, yeah. The eroticism of the breast, I guess, yeah. is the better way yeah. to put it. Because just, it certainly, it celebrates its... Oh, I thought uh, you meant physical war. And yeah. I was well, like, no, I felt the physical pain. No, There's I mean, a lot of bouncing. But in all senses, in terms of the imagery, in terms of the energy of the film, like everything about how this film positions anyway. sex, the human body... But I, mean, I think it has a lot of honesty like, about like the uh, yeah. utter commodification yes. <laughs> going yeah. on in these. But anyway, uh, so instead, I was just transfixed by this really weird movie. What like when I was thirteen, right. and then yeah. like not long after that, you know, like I mean, basically, when I was a teenager, I had friends who were uh, certainly any friend I can think of who was obsessed with this movie was gay. Not to uh, paint with a broad brush or whatever, sure. but certainly, I, mean, I already did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of Caroline repainted the whole studio, <laughs> uh, like you it? know, broadly. And so, I mean, my I have seen this movie many times. Sure. My my former roommate Andy, who I've shouted out on this podcast before, because he was a big Clifford fan. Okay. Hey, listen back to that episode, folks. Uh, his family named their dog after Clifford, which is still to me the weirdest thing in the world. Because why is that weird? Well, because one, there's a famous dog called Clifford. Well, sure. But they named, they after named him after Short Martin Clifford. Short's character in the movie Clifford. Oh, okay. It's like Very if you name your dog Beethoven because you like the composer. <laughs> I mean, that's why Charles Gordon's family named him <laughs> Beethoven, right? Oh my and God, also, you in the plot of Clifford, they named Clifford Clifford because they like the books. You should have named the dog Mason if you wanted to do it right. Yeah, that would have been. I want to say Mason? <laughs> that's it. Um... Uh, he loved my my roommate Andy, former roommate yeah. Andy, loved this movie, and we used to do different places at each other a lot, and a lot of other lines. It mm-hmm. was it was a big movie for him. So I've always known this movie as like a beloved 
camp classic, even if it's never been one of my movies exactly, sure. but like I've seen it a lot and it's yeah, sort of. Yeah, I've like, probably seen this movie five times. Yeah. I definitely really? watched it the first time. I, there was an Entertainment Weekly, I think it was 2003, cover story, the top 25 cult movies of all time. Sure. And I was like 13, 14. That was the exact age where I wanted to read that cover story and be like, what are the movies that can make me think I'm cooler <laughs> right, than right, other right. people? Because I appreciate them on a them. different right. right. And so I, for a while, was like systematically trying to go through all of them, either from renting them or scanning when they were on TV. And so I feel like I probably watched it for the first time with that frame around it, but also but as also like, on cable TV. And as a horny 14-year-old boy being like, well, look, I can't lose. It's showgirls. I'm going to get can, something out of this and you will. Movie. Right. And then by the time like minute three happened, I was like, well, I'm not liking this <laughs> on that level at all. And then it just became this like fascinating curio object. And it was like I would watch movies, especially at that time, things I knew had cult statuses. Yeah. I'd watch them be like, what are the lines I have to know to be able to quote back to people to show that I get <laughs> sure. it? Of course you did. Because I even remember at the time, like UCB had a long running show called Showgirls, the best movie ever made, I yeah, think. Right, oh, right. And it would be like every Saturday at midnight, they do like a Showgirls restaging. Like it was like peak New York City. Showgirls is like a barometer for whether or not you get it. And I wanted to like, you know, pre-digest the stuff. Um, but but then it was always just like a thing with like friends. If it was like finding a movie to watch, I'd be like, we should watch Showgirls. And it became this curio object for me because it, it is high camp, but also it's such a fundamentally fucking sad movie. Like there's this weird um, masochistic element to how many times I saw this when I was a teenager because this movie made me so uncomfortable. You're weird. Because this movie weaponizes sex in a way that totally turns me off and also emotionally is like devastating. I mean, that's the movie he thought he was making. Right. Which, even if the movie doesn't totally work, it's still, like, a deeply bruising experience. I mean, if yes, yes. And if you were just to explain the story without actually seeing the movie. Right. Like, explain the story. Because <laughs> it's very low, light on story. Yes. It's like, woman moves to Vegas. She wants to be a showgirl. And she does end a film. Right. She's, first, she's <laughs> a stripper. She gets noticed by a showgirl. She becomes the showgirl. Yep. She usurps head showgirl by pushing her down the stairs and sleeps with her boyfriend uh, in a totally normal way. Yep. Their sex, the way they sleep together, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, No, it tracks. And then uh, almost immediately realizes that the, you know, the cost of fame is too high and leaves. By way of her friend's (laughs) gang rape. Right. We'll get to you. Oh, yes. It's, It's like a weird remake of The Red Shoes. Or A Star is Born. Right. Yeah. Right. right. Which he said. Esther House wanted to make like an old fashioned MGM musical. The two of them were like, what? we love old MGM musicals. Can we do a, a grand old, let's put on a show musical. Right. But in the world of Vegas showgirls. Well, that was like, that was then the next leap they made was contemporary. Oh, Vegas would be an interesting setting for it if it was that kind of world. And then sure. somehow they write that down on well, a napkin. Then, they well, get $2 million write, dollars he, and no, this is what he He writes wrote. that down yeah. and then this napkin ends up in Paul Verhoeven's hand. Uh-huh. And, they right. just work together. Right. And he's like, great idea. Like, Unsexy thriller time. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. I will make this movie. And then you're in trouble. Because then, then <laughs> right. Paul Verhoeven's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever you think you want, I'm right. going to give you something else. Right. He's right. the Randy Newman of filmmakers. <laughs> ding dong. Ding dong. Griffin, ding dong. get the door. Okay. Let's see what's. That's weird. I don't see anything here. Ooh. Is that a g- 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 ghost? Oh, yes, it's me. All right, all right. Stop blowing out the mics, g- 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 ghost. I'm 
the ghost of Julia Child. <laughs> I don't sound like this because I'm a ghost. You may remember this yeah, is how, sort of how you talk. Always sounded. It's a, it's a real legend in the studio with us today, I Ben. I can't believe it. How are oh, you doing, Julia? Wonderful. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, what's up? Uh, well, I've been struggling lately. I want to cook, but I go to the grocery store and the produce falls through my ghost fingers. I can't buy anything. So you're saying you need someone to deliver the food to yes, you. Yes, to my ghost apartment. You have a ghost apartment? Yes. Do you live ghost downtown? Yes. <laughs> all, right, all right. It's good to know. Yes, it's a, a ghost studio in a ghost walk-up. Well, it sounds like you need maybe the leading meal kit delivery service in the United States to help you out. Oh, yeah. It's called Blue Apron. Maybe yeah. you've heard of it. Yeah. 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 yeah I've worn a Blue Apron before. <laughs> well, no, the, uh, that's fine. I mean, to be clear, that's valid. Oh, thank you. But the Blue Apron is a service that uh, delivers ingredients to your door so that you can cook food at home. Cooking? I love cooking. How did you know? Yeah. I'm and Julia Child. <laughs> Just random guess. Also, you've only been talking about food since you entered. Um, Well, with incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron can let you see what the power of food can do. Uh, So I can see the power of food, even though most people cannot see me. I really want you to just talk as little as possible. Okay. (laughs) uh, Well, let me just tell you some things. I've been using Blue Apron uh, for the last couple of weeks. Humble bread. Uh, good call. Thanks for calling me out on that. Actually, keep me real. Uh, they send out fresh pre-portioned ingredients in little packages with a recipe card and step-by-step instructions. You can make all these meals in under 45 minutes. Menu changes every week. You pick what you want from a variety of options. It's great. Under 45 minutes sounds perfect because every hour on the hour, I'm dragged down into hell. <gasps> for how long? Like, two, three hours. <laughs> weird. Okay. Every hour I'm dragged for two, three hours and then go back to the previous hour <laughs> as if the hours hadn't happened in between. Airtight logic. Sorry for your torment, but does it help to hear that you can pick two or three or four recipes a week based on what fits your schedule? Mm, yes, that helps a little. All right. This will seal the deal. Why? It's non-GMO ingredients and meat with no added hormones. Oh, but I'm sure I'll have to pay. Exactly what I felt comfortable paying plus another $30 for my first order. No, blank uh, check. Blue Apron is giving blank check listeners $30 off their first order. All you have to do is visit blueapron.com slash check. I have to check that I typed in Blue Apron? Thank you for double checking with me on this. No, you check out this week's menu and you get $30 off at blueapron.com slash check. It's Blue Apron. It's a better way to cook. I can't wait to go tell my friend Casper. I want to. <laughs> Not the ghost, the chef from the movie Chef. Uh huh. John Favreau's name was Casper. Good to know. Bit of a misdirect there. <laughs> Double misdirect, honestly. Yeah, like, honestly, yeah. Can I tell Within you about. An ad, can, I tell- sweaty. <laughs> can I tell you about a couple of the recipes that got coming up? Please. You got strip steak and potatoes with spicy maple collard greens. Okay. I made that one, it was good. Humble pie. <laughs> Spicy chicken and stir fried vegetables with jasmine rice. Uh, if you want pasta, we got creamy facility bucati pasta with fried rosemary and walnuts. That sounds good. Yes. Can you eat? No. Or do you just like cooking? I like cooking. All right. It's well, take others. advantage of Blue Apron. 
Thank you. No, I just like making food for others. The selfless art. Blueapron.com slash check. That's where you want to go. $30 off. Hey, Julia, come on. Let's get out of here. Oh, my God. David, look, it's Carl Casper. John Favreau's character from the movie Chef. Oh, my God. Cut him off. Okay, we're leaving. Bye. Good Favreau. So anyway, Randy Newman. <laughs> oh, Randy Newman is a sneaky motherfucker. So He's you're right. No, but you're right. Bastard. Esther Haas came up with the idea in Maui yep. on vacation. Mm-hmm. He told Verhoeven, Verhoeven told Esther House he'd always loved to make, he'd always loved big MGM musicals and wanted yeah. to make one. Esther House was like, what if we made one in Vegas? He writes something down on a napkin, gets $2 million. <laughs> So, uh, blah, 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 right? Like this, so this movie already has this notoriety as like the most expensive script well, and this of was all time. The time period where there was like the arms race between Shane, and Black, Shane Black and yeah. Esther House to see who could get the bigger spec script right. sale. And the other challenge was how quickly can you write your script? Because the long kiss goodnight was uh, how Shane oh. Black got like five million for and that. And he wrote it in like 18 hours or right. something. He, like, it became like how little work can we do to make the most money? And Shane Black like hit rock bottom and was like, my life is bankrupt. I need to get away from this. Yeah. Shane Black actually just took 10 years off. Right. Whereas Esther House had to basically be like kicked out of Hollywood at yes. gunpoint. Right. Because he was like, I've got more ideas, folks. <laughs> I, mean, like, I assume that both he and Shane Black were just, I mean, this movie feels like it was written by someone who has just can only consume cocaine. It's, like it's, food it's, means it's, nothing This is written between the hours of one and four in the morning. Exclusively. On one given night. Every, right. every yeah. line. Oh shit, my homework's due. Yeah, right. Every yes. line is to use a phrase that is more common in today's parlance. Very extra. Yes. It's, where it's like, it's, it feels quite, like, it's doing the most. Exactly. Or it's like, it's, rather than these people just saying like, hi, how you doing? My name's, you know, like he's like, what if every line was just like extremely confrontational and aggressive? Well, and it's also like the, even like when yeah. it's just two friends meeting. Yes. Like, I mean, there's a lot of soap opera in it. Yes, yes. but it's, it has that right. Lifetime movie kind of vibe, yes. but just jacked even higher. And right. it's also like, okay, what is everything I coke addled Joe Esterhouse has ever wanted to say to a woman? Ugh. And then the other half of the dialogue is, what if everything? What's everything I fantasized about a woman saying to another woman? Right. Like the dialogue between women in this movie is. Bananas. I know, I know. Bananas. But it is amazing. I mean, Caroline, you already had a good take. I mean, Did like, I? I, well, yeah. Which one? The, 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 the Crystal the, Connors is my everything? The <laughs> subtext as tech, you know, like. Oh, yes, yes. Where there's like these weird flirtatious dynamics that like yeah, I mean, mainstream every, Hollywood movies would usually avoid. Right, but yeah. I mean, of course they're written by men, but yes, every yeah. female <laughs> rivalry like that. I mean, actually, no, Bring It On wasn't written by, was it written by men? I can't it remember. It was not. It was directed by a man, written by a woman. That's right, okay. But like, you know, you've got blonde and a brunette who have a lot of chemistry usually way sure. more than the guy they're going for in the end mm-hmm. and I respect that this movie's like yeah that's no. exactly what's happening right. well and I think you know so then he writes the script and then Paul Verhoeven reads it and he's like yes you've got it Hollywood is all <laughs> pimps and all women are prostitutes yes yes Yes. And Joe Esterhouse is like, I can't hear you right now because there's cocaine in my ears. <laughs> I have a guy blowing it into each eardrum with straws. And Paul Verhoeven's like, yes, I will make this movie. You know, like that's, I just feel like that's the, the trick with him every time. Yes. 
where he he reads your trashy script and he's like, "No, I understand. The world is shit." Yes, well, everyone is very bad to everyone. Well, that's what um you and I both had to buy this on DVD in order to watch it for this. I bought it on Blu-ray. Oh, you friend. bought it on Blu-ray. Blu-ray. I'm so sorry. Okay, so you probably had more special features. Than yeah, I, did. I haven't watched any of the special features yeah. yet, but it's I have the available. 15th anniversary edition. It is currently unavailable to rent from any legal any, like, online stream. No, no, platform. no, Fandango now. Fandango now. I'm sorry, I didn't check Fandango now. I did not try it though, so I, I can't. Here, I, gotta I can't speak for it. Sec. I watched it on the much maligned Tubi.tv, mm-hmm. which I'd heard mixed yeah, things from. And every 10 minutes, there's another five ads, and the movie took me four hours to watch. Which, which is unacceptable for showgirls. A nightmare. No, that's... And there's too much introspection time within those ads to go, like, what What am I watching? Yeah. Where am I in my life right now? And they weren't... Were they at... I can't imagine they were at any logical break. No, absolutely not. No, it's one of those like automated, yeah. arbitrary, Just like, like twelve minutes every nine commercial. minutes and twelve seconds. Yeah, it'll be like mid word. It'll suddenly go to a commercial. Yeah, and it'll be like five insurance company commercials, <laughs> but it's usually the same commercial five times in a row. Oh, good. No, that's perfect. I think I watched the best version. Oh, please. Um, so I got it illegally. Mm. Uh, yeah, but it definitely was like it. It was like in Technicolor. It was like an old. It was super cranked up. Oh, it was so just saturated. It looked like it reminded Your eyes me of have just lit up. Yeah, it reminded me of watching TV in the nineties. Like I got mm-hmm. kind of excited by how shitty it looked. That is kind of a cool idea. And like this whole like the director going like, "Well, actually, I originally wanted to be in black and white, and then like fucking recolor timing in black and white for some new Blu-ray release." It'd be great if Verhoeven did a new show, Girls, where he was like, "I just want to emulate like." Four strip Technicolor process and make Showgirls look like it was shot in 1952. Hasn't he talked about wanting like he was like if Elizabeth Berkeley were still like 25, I'd do another one and be called Bimbos. I read that. Has somewhere. he really? So- oh, God. I hope that's real. I hope I didn't. Just- what a bunch of glorious lunatics. So well, that'd yeah. be great. But yeah, so we both watched it on DVD. But I watched like you know there was one special feature and it was just a making of feature and it was kind of depressing because there was so much work put in and everyone yeah. was so excited about what they were making. And Kyle MacLachlan at one point. And he's talked a lot about how he didn't realize what movie they were making and was horrified well, at the premiere. Must have, and didn't. Because no. otherwise, why would he have signed on to this movie at this point in time? It's no. insane for him to do this. For so him. he's talking about the movie and he's just like, well, you know, it's, you know, people like men manipulate women, women manipulate men, everyone manipulates each other. And I was like, that is not mm-hmm. what this movie's mm-hmm. about. Mm-hmm. But you also now like, I understand why you did it because he thought you were making that movie. Right. He, I guess. I think the year before this, he plays the villain in the Flintstones. And that is a character with more subtlety and nuance. Is more <laughs> sympathetic. Carey. Yeah. 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 Like, why would he do this? It's just like this character. Well, because like, he was like, oh, this director. I like this director. I guess. Right. You go like, he's a mad genius. Yeah. And, he, he right. like, he, I think, yeah, he said it was like, I love Basic Instinct. I loved Rope, like Total Recall. But I wanted to work with this guy. This is but then the you read start, the script. Right. Like, at what point? But up until this point, he's actually really good to his stars. And mm. this is the film where his stars start becoming tools for his own subversion. You know? Yeah. Uh, here's the list they have on, on Wikipedia in terms of other people who were offered Nomi. Pamela Anderson, Drew Barrymore, Angelina Jolie, Vanessa Marshall, Jenny McCarthy, Denise Richards, and Charlize Theron. Who none of them are like, you know, really there at that point in time. You know, even the people who had the highest profiles are like Jenny McCarthy as an MTV host, you know? And I mean, and if they were, then I don't know where their career would be now. Right, right. And she was like a Saved by the Bell star. So this was a big thing to be like, I'm going to move into like real legitimate studio adult filmmaking. Not adult filmmaking, but. I mean, kind of. Kind of. That's the thing. And I think that she almost became a like cautionary tale 
against doing this kind of movie before yes. you've proven yourself as a legitimate actress because it like ghettoizes you. I'm back. Sorry. Yeah. She but, ta- I'm Jared with, Kushner. You know, at, the, at the cemetery. Oh. Yes. He's apparently the guy getting implicated. Oh, great. Great. oh okay. exciting. So this episode's coming up, out. I got hung up reading my phone while I was being, because Jared Kushner is yeah, like the senior official. Well, it's a Who knows where we'll MSNBC be in a story. This episode yeah. is being recorded. Yes, in the on the day that Flynn is testifying, or pleading or guilty or whatever. Yeah, yes, yeah. right, right, right. He's yeah, pleading yeah. guilty, which I did not know until the subway on the way here. Anyway, this episode will be coming out end of February, so we're at like a fulcrum point right now. Where we're just fucking burning up. Hey, any Who knows? That's a good point. Any predictions? Like, yeah, we uh, may not like release these episodes Sarah Huckabee Sanders you know what I mean like the world, the world might have ended right. wait hold on we got we got a, on the record on the record oh yeah on the record Sarah, Sarah Huckabee, Huckabee Sanders. Sanders yeah President, president Sanders president of the United States <laughs> we finally like, got a President Sanders it goes all the way down can I can I do my on the record it's like and like the vice president is like a White House janitor or something like that's all the other people who are left can I do my God, on the record this is gonna be depressing though cause like when oh. it comes out it'll be like God Emperor Trump has you know well, just like, like had a new heart transplant so he can live for a thousand years. Do you Imperator remember, Trump. Yeah. Do you remember when we recorded our whatever episode where we realized it wouldn't come out? Oh, it was the Taruk the First Flight. It was Taruk the First Flight. And we realized it wouldn't come out until after the election. Oh, no. And I was like, oh my God, we can't even discuss the possibility that Trump's president in the world where this episode comes out. But like now we're in the opposite position where, where it's, it's like, like uh, we yeah. let ourselves get up like three yeah, yeah, months yeah. from now? Anything could happen. Anything could happen. Who I knows? I think Elizabeth Berkeley is going to be present by the time I this think that's a great up. call. I don't know she's ready. She's the putting the time, you know? It's time for a revisit. All right, so. I just remember my, my What were you guys talking about? I had uh, uh, McLaughlin. We were Berkeley. talking about the list of actresses who turned it down. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but, but my cousin, uh, I, I have a cousin who's like a decade or so older than me. And I remember him when I was humble in brag. high school, humble brag, and I, I had seen Showgirls and I was really into it, talking about how he was like out at the bar with his friends, clubbing whatever, and one guy showed up with his new girlfriend who was Elizabeth Berkeley, and he yep. spent like the whole night talking to Elizabeth Berkeley, and it was this thing of like, yeah, I just like, she's been a joke for so long. It was yeah. like so jarring to sit with her and have a conversation with her and have her be like so... Um, self-aware yeah. and self-effacing about the entire thing and sort of at peace with the thing in a weird way. And I remember yeah. hearing that for a number of years around that time, like people saying like, yeah, I met Elizabeth Berkeley and it's just kind of like, she doesn't have a chip on her shoulder. She's not like angry. She just kind of was like, this isn't worth it. But she's like so sweet and so smart and it kind of fucking sucks what happened. I mean, I think she was heartbroken. Yeah, I, I think, think she was yeah. really sad. because yeah. too. Yeah, she really loved making this movie. She wanted yeah. it to be good and then everyone was so fucking mean. And this is also one of the most earnest performances of all time. It's it an is. incredibly earnest. It, 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 the thing that's odd to me is I actually kind of like her in the Tom DeCilio, however you say that guy's name. DeCillo. DeCillo. The Tom DeCillo movie, The Real Blonde, which is a couple years after this. Oh, I've never seen that one. Uh, and like, it's like, you know, she was in the first Wives Club. I think it's yeah. a pretty minor role. But like, you that know, was like, yeah, right. The year right after this. Right. Like, it's not like she's that bad in all of these no. movies. You know what I mean? No. Like, where you see showgirls and you're like, does this person, like, cause it really feels a lot of the time like she's not reading what the other actors are giving her, which is like a very big, like, where like she, her energy is way too high or too low or something. I mean, yeah, I was but reading maybe, an interview with Verhoeven. He was like, everyone blamed that on her, but I made her kind of right. do and that jerkiness. Exactly. Yeah, when like you he was see other movies, yes. you're like, no, it's not That's her. That's not her. Yeah, there's more going on there. Yeah. This does feel like a movie where every performance was filmed separately. Yes. <laughs> it does a little yeah. bit. It's, it's really bizarre. And I also think it's a movie that feels like uh, you're watching a, a 
poorly dubbed version of like a foreign language cartoon. Well, there's also the famous but bad dub of the movie, yes, right? right? Where uh, yes. Berkeley refused to redub it for, I guess, the censored version. Sure. And so like it's a totally different actress. Right. There was like a big VH1 version that right. built its own sort of like cult around it with really bad. Is that the one with the drawn on bras? Yes. Yes. Like terrible. Because, like, like there's no way you can even have no, half that movie. No. Without- and it, it looks like... Um, uh, what what's it called? Wooly Willy. You know that thing where you oh, draw yeah. the guy's facial hair with the magnet, the magnet pen. It looks like yes. that. It's just like barely sticking over no, there. It's like, it looks it's like, like one step above MSP. It, looks, yes, it yes. looks like Jessica Rabbit. Like that's what yeah. it looks like. I mean, okay, here, well, here is a nice gift right Rabbit. now. Well, no, you know what I mean. Like it looks like a, a cartoon. Yes, that's yeah. sort of like vibrating. If that makes sense, right. like it has yeah. this sort of weird like motion to it. Yeah, almost like Wooly Willy. Like almost like I nailed it in the first. Yeah, you nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Bends into this. Good gif. Uh, good gif. I mean, yeah. this one's even crazier. Let's just look at gifs. All right. Oh yeah, you're right. I'll stop. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I'm into it. That was a sincere suggestion. Mm-hmm. But this, I was, I was saying while you were in the bathroom and we were all getting our hopes up about Flynn, <laughs> that um, that this is the turning point where Verhoeven starts using his actors to his own means. Because I'd argue up until this point, he he's actually pretty good to his actors in terms of representing them well. Yeah. Giving them good platforms, giving them authorship in their performance, you know? Right. Whereas this, it starts to get to like, you are my puppets for every performance in this movie. Right. Which, considering what this movie is about. Sure. Yes. Yeah, yeah. All of, why is this movie two hours and ten minutes long? Great question. So yeah. I read this interview with uh, Verhoeven. This we'll get to the plot in a second. This movie could be minutes long. Yeah. Well, it could be, right, the length of like a Vegas show. Yeah. Um, this no. movie could be a Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> I read this interview with him where he was like, I think the reason that movie does not work. I just do the gold member voice. No, Caroline's, I love this. Yeah, into it. Um, <laughs> I keep perking up when it happens. No, no, uh, please. The movie has no real plot and I think it should have had a murder mystery and that would have made it more, uh, you know, gripping for the audience. And I'm like, dude, I don't think that's the problem, but also that is hilarious and I would love to watch Showgirls where there's also a murder mystery. I well, it's like Crystal dies in the first third. Sure, then, sure. Right, yeah. exactly. I Who had did not, it? So that would have been a worse movie. No me. I had not did seen it, it movie. in a while despite sure. having seen it several times and I was watching it and I was like, I remember this having this whole revenge thriller element, but I guess I was wrong about that. And then eight minutes before the ending, I was like, no, I was right about that. Right, he literally yeah. just does it in the last eight yeah. minutes. Well, and the- she and she doesn't become the showgirl until way deep into it. And then yes. the corruption is like 10 minutes long. Yes. So and yes. that's weird. It is. Well, and also um, the movie is from the beginning, different places, mm. dropping hints about her like kind of dark past. Sure. She doesn't want to give her real name. Right. She doesn't have she a doesn't social security social, number. She's very tense about all that stuff. And then Nobody like, Malone is obviously a fake name. Right. Yeah, and then like we're finally ready to reveal her dark past. She's like kind of a transient person who's her. She's an orphan. She's like, a foster kid. Her life is just up. really sad. Like and really she sad like aggravated like, yeah. assault. You know, in her past. And you're like, oh well, okay. And soliciting I mean, and the whole time she's not, been like, I'm not a whore. And, right. Yeah. Like and and of course that is a crucial element, but it's not exactly like surprising enough to build your home it's not you know, earned at all no. <laughs> um, I think he thought that would then justify all of her kind of um, erratic behavior sure right. but it right. doesn't right. that happens so late like it's you have so late the assault the revenge the reveal of her past her getting the big role all happens maybe in the last 20 minutes yeah. of a 2 hour and 10 minute film yeah it's way later than I it, remembered it, that it being. That section moves so fast, too. Although it's really two hours because the credits are unspeakably long. <laughs> yes. For some reason, the credits are almost 10 and minutes TV long. And TV took four fucking commercial breaks <laughs> during the credits. 
<laughs> so, showgirls. Uh, sugar. So, right. So, uh, anymore, uh, Esther House writes it. They mm-hmm. they get Berkeley. They get um, Gina. A lot who, of French financing, which makes sense because, you know, a more permissive culture. They love tits. Because mm. uh, Bound David, is the next David, year. Please. So, Gina Gershon is still... Kind of, yeah. She's still not She that. hadn't had a breakthrough. This was supposed to yeah. be the thing. So she's just playing of. like pretty gay seducers. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, that's the next year. But it's yeah. crazy how close together this and Bound are and how different those two performances are in terms of one being a human being and one being a Hall of Presidents robot version of sexuality. You know? uh, <laughs> okay, I love her, but that's accurate. Right, that is. I so love Gina Gershon. No disrespect <laughs> for my DNA. Thank I you. Yeah. Uh, and then Kyle MacLachlan, uh, obviously. Coming he, off the Flintstones. <laughs> Esther House and Verhoeven did extensive extensive interviews with two hundred Vegas strippers. Wow! And incorporated and they their still lives didn't manage to <laughs> into the make a single believable one. Esther House took out a full page advertisement in Variety, dubbing the film a morality tale, Ew. saying that it was being poorly advertised and that the film was uh, actually about how dancers in Vegas are victimized and humiliated and raped uh, by men who are the power centers of that world. I mean, yeah, I'd say it's an amorality tale because the movie's just about watching awful things happen. Like, the, I mean, from, she does get to like get hers at some point. Like, she has the revenge fantasy. She sure. does like, I don't know. Well, no, she doesn't take his car, and, but and like, then, she gets the stuff. Like, I, but I contend this is one of the most ominous and heartbreaking endings in the history of cinema in terms of literally the final shot. Go on. Yeah, I think he thinks it's like triumphant, though. He's like, oh, well, she's got the knife, and now she's going to LA. I think it's really it's cynical, but we'll get, we'll get to that when we get to that. We will. This, okay. mo- this movie starts at the bottom and goes lower, right? This movie's essentially like a journey through the, the circles of hell. Uh, right, well, so no, no me Malone. Yes, side of the road, hitchhiking. Young drifter, going to Vegas. Right. It's picked up by her driver. A real grease boy. Who immediately essentially robs her. Right. It's just like a fuck and is disrespecting her. The person her. I was watching with was like, oh, is that Blake Shelton? Does Obviously it's not, but then I couldn't door. unsee it. Yeah. That, that guy did, though. Sexiest man alive. He came in second. The guy from Showgirls <laughs> came in second. You, have you, you know about the what? woman on the subway who said I look like Blake Shelton, right? What? <laughs> no. Did I not tell that story on this podcast? No. I can't remember. But I was now with, you need to. Uh, it's going to be so topical. I was with past and future guests. <laughs> Esther Zuckerman on the subway riding home from a screening. Oh, so there's a witness. Yes. And a woman, a middle-aged woman on the subway was talking with her friend and she was like, um, you look like Blake Shelton. And I was kind of like, like for a while she's like, who is it? You know, like they were sort of debating. And then she was <laughs> To be like, fair, you were, you were holding a wishing boot at the moment. <laughs> you were holding a wishing boot. And I, so, you know. Stop carrying that wishing boot you know, around. It's, it's yeah. always. Dump the wishing boot, David. <laughs> It's always a um, a crapshoot engaging with people on the subway who Correct. you don't know, right? Like it's oh, you're always like, mm, do I roll the dice? She seemed friendly mm-hmm. enough. Well, she thought you looked like Blake Shelton, and so I, was, like. I sort of like laughed and I was like, I get it, I'll take it, like you know, because whatever, right? And she was like, you're cute. Have you you I you know no sorry, I'll get this. I want to get this exactly right. You're cute. I can tell you've slept with a black woman. <laughs> Which was just like, I mean, harsh, sharp turn is yeah. is, no. is too too light for whatever that, that was. No. It was basically that was a, a zero to one hundred. No me alone style. Esther Zuckerman, of course, immediately bursts out laughing. Well, what, and what like, and then do? it's like, yeah. what do I do? Like, right. what do I do now? Great. Yeah, I, so I just sort of like, uh, you know, like, and like it's just like, God. Anyway, 
So Blake Shelton um, gives Nomi a red. He pulls a right. classic grift on her where he like gives her 10 bucks to play the slot machines. And while she's playing the slot machines, he takes her all her shit. Which right. I have to say, she has one suitcase. It's probably full of like yeah, what's it full women's of, like, clothes. Right. I mean, she's hitchhiking. Like, she doesn't have paper? anything <laughs> worth taking. Yeah. So like why go to that trouble? I Which, also think if, at she, this, if she had money, she wouldn't be hitchhiking. This at, is true. At this early moment in the film when you go like, oh God, naive babe in the woods, thinks she's going to make it honestly. Like, Oh, yeah, well, there's maybe she also would that. fall for this ruse. But by the end of it, you're like, she's fucking lived through well, too much yeah. bullshit to trust this guy to leave her suitcase Yeah, but remember, car. she doesn't trust him at first because she pulls the switchblade right. on him. yes. And then finally, he has that really, I think it's actually a really great line where he says, so no one's ever been nice to you before. And she's such an effective neg of her where she's like, you know, he's basically saying to her, come on, I'm just, I'm just being friendly. Like, take it easy. And of course. Yep. Uh, lesson one. No, he's not. Nope. Of course he's not. <laughs> All nope. men are lying. Well, and then also showgirls in a microcosm. She puts one coin in the mm-hmm. slot machine. And so many coins come out. She's fucking Scrooge McDucking it. She's dropping them all over the floor. This is true. She's made it. Her fortunes have changed immediately. And a right. woman comes up and goes, what about silver dollars? And then just jump cut to no fucking money. Like, Vegas. Nope. Right. You know? And then she realizes, oh, how much time has passed? Where's this guy? Goes back. He's missing from the spot. Okay. Starts freaking These- out. 30 seconds are the most confusing 30 seconds I've had in a movie for such a long time. Okay. I had to two pause minutes it. into the movie. I had in. to watch it four times. So she realizes her suitcase is gone. Yes. She runs outside. She yes. freaks out. She uh-huh. starts sort of like banging her fists on someone's car. <laughs> she starts freak- she's freaking out because this parking space is empty. Yes, the car is gone. Her stuff right. is gone. So yes. she starts attacking the Someone next else's car. car. Right. The owner of that car, who's her soon-to-be best Molly. friend, yeah. comes yes. out and is like, get off my car. Almost punches her in the face. Almost punches her in the face. Yes. They freak out. They start fighting. Then Nomi projectile vomits. Yes. Like, this is true. Projectile vomits. Like brown, gross vomit. And the Horrible. friend I was watching this with has like a phobia of vomit. Oh, and mm, metaphobia. Like a legitimate and phobia of vomit. person. Yes. Person. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good, good pull. And she panicked, screamed. We sure. had to pause it. It's a little rough if you well, are because, afraid of throwing up. Because, because she was people like, throw up in movies like, all the time. Kind of but she's like, yeah. usually I know when it's coming because sure, there's sure. a tell. Right, and in sure. this, there's no tell. No. no tell. It just happens. <laughs> you don't even know that she was drinking or Well, that's the thing. Anything. She wasn't drinking. Yeah. It's never explained. This movie has a lot of cuts to like the right. future. It's two hours and ten minutes really and yet it feels in. like there are three hours missing. This movie. It is fair. And then she runs into yes. the street. She almost gets hit by a car and then they. <laughs> no, it's fucking crazy how many Because t- also even before then there's the scene where she like pulls, he pulls the car over mm-hmm. to the side of the road like yeah. in front of a truck. Right. Like, like, there should be like 18 car accidents. She, she, she almost dies four times in the first <laughs> yeah. two minutes of this movie. It's so stressful. And then so stressful. Molly wraps her in her arms and they gaze at each other with, I, it's the most loving yes. gaze I've ever yes. seen. And they, and they hug with their faces so close together that when they're lining up for the hug, I genuinely thought, are they about to make out after she exactly. just vomited yes. in the street? It's so they sudden. They barely it's... miss each other's mouths when they start hugging. Right, and her mouth is still flecked with vomit. Right. Poop water vomit. Like yes. She, she vomits out diarrhea. It's, it's like it's black. It's chunky. Yeah. It's very disturbing. Yes. It's like exorcist style. Like there's a demon in you and you're throwing it up now. And right. then hard so, cut to burger joint. Hard cut to yeah, burger joint. You just threw joint. up and now we're eating. Yeah. They're eating fries. They're eating like a giant plate of cheese fries or something. And having again one of the flirtiest conversations. And she is eating the shit out of those fries. She's like angrily like slamming her cup down. This is the and first then, like, different places. Exploding ketchup this onto the This is the, the first fries. different place. Yeah, Does she seem good. upset though? Not yet. It's it's a hard. To, it's, she's, I'm not sure. I'm looking for a tell in this scene. Yeah. Is she angry while well, she's I'm, eating those fries? Mm. Well, I mean, if you look beneath 
Right. Um, just sort of the surface level. Subtext. Subtext. It. Yes. Right. Paul, I feel like I'm playing the anger. Are you sure? It's not reading. <laughs> I'm watching on the monitor. It's not reading. Oh. Elizabeth Berkeley did tell us all that she hopes that we all eat our fries as energetically as Nomi. She, so, yeah, and I have ever since. Of, it's so she has seen them. this movie a lot, it sounds like. I she guess knows, so. Like, yeah. Or at least, at least she knows well. the moments she where people the sort of, right, the famous, made fun of it. Or right, right. like, yeah, she knows. She knows. So cut from that from different places too. Uh, Nomi and Molly, who's played by uh, Gina Rivera, who is like a total unknown, practically. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good. She had in been it. in. Uh, she had played the role of She's funk really queen in Lambada. She okay. is, in my opinion, the best performance in the I movie. Well, Gina Gershon is pretty fucking. Well, incredible. they're doing very different things. But yeah. I mean, but I think her performance is harmful in some ways. And again, I think this is kind of Verhoeven's fault. Where like yeah. Nomi is dialed up to like ten million, whereas. Rivera is playing Molly like pretty normal and like is quite a relatable human mm-hmm. being from the second you meet her. Yes. And you're like, one, why are these two people friends? And two, what is wrong with Nomi or slash Elizabeth Berkeley? Like, is she like, is there a fire? Like, like what is happening? Well, to her? And we seemingly hard cut from this uh, burger conversation where Nomi seems like a lunatic to. Oh, now they've been living together for three weeks and they're best friends and she's gotten yes. a job? Like, not only that, she's a stripper, which is not explained until we see her at the strip club. Correct. Yes. Like, we cut ahead to already she's trying to get a job at the showgirls. Yeah. Uh, at, the, at the show, but she's a stripper, but we don't see her become a stripper. It's just kind of like, that's just what happens. And Molly works. Which I think is, to be clear, right. a good decision story-wise. Sure. Well, yeah. I actually like that. Me too. But I don't Molly- like that. There, I hope, I'm glad there isn't a scene where she like has to meet Robert yeah. Davi yeah. and he's like, Listen, this is how I run my joint, you know, cheetahs. A, a yeah. meat ugly. Um, Molly works at the show. She, even from the moment that Blake Shelton picks her up in the truck, is like, mm. I'm a dancer. That's what I want right, to right. do. And he's sort of making backhanded comments. And she's very clear in mind, like, I don't want to be a stripper. Right. And we flash ahead, like, however many weeks And also in the together. Vegas thing, there's that guy where some guy tries to pick her up. Right. And he's like, you're going to have to start selling right. it sooner right. or later. Yeah. Yeah. But then we like jump ahead and she's doing the job that she didn't want to do despite her best friend and roommate being the person who works at the place that she's trying to break into but seemingly hasn't taken a swing at that yet. Yeah. So she's working at Cheetahs. I want to read you the the Wikipedia entry for Cheetahs just for a second. Oh, the real Cheetahs? Yeah. It's a real place. Okay. Cheetah's Topless Club is a topless bar located two branches, one in Vegas, one in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Best known for being featured in the 1995 moving showgirls. Also known for having been owned by Mike Gallardi, a nightclub owner who was investigated by the FBI. Um, the Cheetahs Club in San Diego is a full nude club. No alcohol is served. Interesting. Uh-huh. It has achieved notoriety for being frequented by some of the September 11th hijackers. Oh. What, what, a, what a Wikipedia entry for your business. That took several turns. Yep. A lot of turns. Do you think they were Showgirls fans? Uh, the September 11th hijackers? Yeah. It's just really funny that when you go to see also... Link one, planning of the September 11th attacks. Plan two, showgirls. (laughs) I mean, like, link two, showgirls. Right, 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 right. Anyway, sorry. Uh, Her best friend is a body comedian. Yes. Okay, and this was so. Okay, uh, so this is where I want Caroline to talk. Yes, I, I, I need Caroline to come in. <laughs> I, like the, I, like I feel like you have much more understanding of the world of like burlesque and. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, to be clear, I'm like very adjacent. I have yeah, a lot no, of friends who are in nightlife and yes. do. Yes. And, um, and I was watching the movie this week with a couple of them, which was useful because um, they're actually connoisseurs of bad movies. Okay. Sure. 
um, and also work in our work in drag and burlesque and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the first thing they said about this strip club and that and the body comedian who I think is an orange is the new black. Is she? Oh, I, I need I to now I need to is. look her up because she's awesome. She's really good in it. But the first thing they said, they're like, there's no fucking way that that is comedian is at that strip club. Like right. that strip club would not employ that person. It's really odd too, because it's right. Like all this, all of the show, you know, the strip club is just like two women naked grinding on each other. Well, yeah. So and that's then the other like, thing. Then like, let's all, let's turn over to this stage though. And she comes out and she's doing like a vaudeville. She's act. doing a vaudeville thing. She has a dress, you know, she it like, that, you like, know, drops, her boobs right, come out. It's right. a whole thing. But she's like, like doing numbers. There's like jokes. Like it's, it's, a, it's more drag than it is right. strip. It, her well, name, that, her that would name is Lynn. a more high end artistic. Well, yeah, sort of, right. You know. Her name is Lynn Tucci. She's the funniest she person Anita, at the Moulin Rouge, you know? Um, sure. She's the new black. Yeah. So okay. carry on. Yeah. So that's very confusing. I mean, I didn't really understand what the strip club was for a second because you're just seeing the. Well, yes. Thank you. Well, we, we get a touch of the Tooch. Um, in her Lynn Tucci. Yeah, 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 touch right. of the Lynn Tucci. Oh, okay. Right, right, yeah. I was like, are we talking about burlesque now? Are we talking about the movie Burlesque starring Stanley Tucci? I mean, you get more than a touch in that one. Yeah, that's true. You get a soup song. <laughs> Soup-son. So this is this is her Soup-son. work friend. Susan. Huh? This is her work friend. Yeah, sort of the work den mother. Henrietta Mama uh-huh. Bazoom. Uh-huh. I'm sure that was her birth name. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They call her Henry. Yeah. And uh her boss is Robert Davi. Yeah. In uh, an Oscar or was it a Nobel Prize winning performance? <laughs> in my favorite performance in any film. I get, I'm going to keep saying that every actor is my favorite actor in the movie. So we yeah. started with Molly. Then it was uh, Lynn Tucci. Now it's Robert Davi. Right. But but he's uh, in that great tradition of acne scarred tough guys. He's generically running the table yeah. in the late 80s, early 90s. Right. He was born wearing a leopard print <laughs> button down. Right. I mean. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he plays, uh, his character's called Al. Uh-huh. These are Al's girls. You can call him Al. He's Al? He Al. doesn't seem like an Al. What does he seem like to you? Like a like a Vinny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, not to no. stereotype, but yes. yeah. Yes, he could be a Vinny. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just keep stereotyping for you. <laughs> um, go on, keep talking. Uh, he's a proprietor with a heart of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and we see a new employee come in yes. whose uh, name is Penny, mm-hmm. but he tells... Uh, her that uh, I, I believe he says uh, clients don't want to fuck a penny. Yes, they want to fuck a hope. Right. Now, do you know that the actress who plays Penny? Yes, this is the best. Years later, wrote, directed, and starred in an unofficial Showgirls two, reprising her character. And do you know what the title of that film is? Isn't it called like Pennies from Heaven or something yes, like that? Which sounds like a porn title. Penny. <laughs> Apostrophe, apostrophe S, right. as in Penny comes from heaven. Right. Okay, that is where she l- is f- coming from. It's wow. okay that you thought that that was a porn title because her name in it is Penny Slot. Here's, I just clicked on this movie. Yeah, which is very which was easy funded, to rent. Which was funded with Kickstarter. Cool. This movie is longer than Showgirls. It is 143 minutes long. It was directed by fucking Bella Tarr. That's a... Dumb, dumb no, art film joke. Yeah, uh, yeah, 143 minutes long. Should we watch it? I mean, probably. Bonus episode? Yeah, bonus. <laughs> How to do at the box office? <laughs> I believe it was not released theatrically. I believe he's correct. <laughs> there was also a moment when she walked in, and I thought she was Gina Gershon in a blonde bob wig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was a moment. A lot of wigs in this movie. A lot of wigs. Well, yes, a lot of wigs. Actually, pretty good wigs. I was gonna, I was going to say. Yeah. But, well, um, that's the thing about this movie is that it's when I was watching it with these 
friends who like they watch terrible. I've watched some like truly like you. No one should. This sure, movie this barely is came kind together. of like I mean, a crystal version right. of like you I've know like seen this worse is, movies, but yeah, it's like but they're Bird like Man. but they're like we've never seen a movie this bad with this high a budget. Well, that's the thing. It's it's such an expensive movie, and it's all on the screen. In yes. my opinion, like yes. it's actually yes. a good looking. movie. You can movie. see it. This isn't like yeah. It's not even like Battlefield. Those Vegas shows are real shows. There's money to be made. Right. Those, yes, you know, everyone who goes to Vegas is spending yes. incredible amounts of money. Yes. Well, for me, there are like two different fundamental types of bad movies, right? Which are like bad movies where the thing just kind of like went wrong and it's a Frankenstein and it's just like not fucking cohesive, like a, like a Justice League type of thing, right? Either, you know, the, the people involved didn't have enough experience or right. the budget ran out or, or enough studio meddling or whatever. And then there are bad movies like this where it just feels like the movie somehow got caught up in some like babble fish yeah, like weird space where everything got mistranslated because the movie is kind of totally of a piece with its own fucking insane wavelength that's on. Sure. And all that money's up there. No movie has ever been made like this again. No. Burlesque is kind of trying to be a like more sanitized version well, of see, this movie. Well, see, that's the thing. Burlesque is trying to be this movie that's and why Showgirls absolutely stumbled yes. into it. No, right. Burlesque is not a good movie. I, mean, I did see it in theaters. Fun. Yes. Yeah. I enjoyed Cher beating... A- Kristen Bell's car with a crowbar. Correct. How could you not? It's a good movie about air rights, which are important to understand if you want to know about anything in real estate. What's about the sky? <laughs> but I, yeah, burlesque is like trying to grab at the sort of well, Hubert zirconia at the center of Showgirls <laughs> right, and right. like take it out exactly. and like, yeah. but it's you can't. But like any camp thing worth being campy has no idea it's that exactly right. Right. That's why the first Sharknado is pretty fun, and every other one was a soul-sucking exercise I mean, in sh- corporate Sharknado bullshit. is the perfect example, right? Yeah. Where they're like, more Sharknado, right? <laughs> we always meant for it. I mean, it's sort of like The Room, but even worse. Exactly. Where they're like, nah, it was a joke. We know it was a joke. And and I, I like, told no. you, I auditioned, I think, for Sharknado 3, and they told me I was too big. <laughs> like, you're too famous? Note, no, no, no. I got the note my performance. Uh, <laughs> hey, tone it down a little. What did you audition? What was the part? And this is a Some movie that was being written- chased by a Sharknado. I don't know. I went, oh no, the Sharknado. Let's hide out in that library. And they went, hey, uh, stop the camera for a second. Griffin, look, um, our director takes these movies very, very seriously, uh, and he uh, doesn't like to feel like the actors are uh, mocking it. Or, wow, that no, guy so. sounds like an idiot. Yeah, uh, Anthony Ferrante. Yes, he's directed them all. I know. I thought it was. Thunder Lightning. No, he wrote them. Thunder, Thunder Lightning. Thunder Jeez. Levin. Sorry, Thunder uh, Lightning. Of, of the Pennsylvania only, Levins. <laughs> only slightly oh. less ridiculous than what I just said. All right, so Nomi. Yeah. <laughs> she's a stripper uh, at the yeah. Cheetah. We're, yes. we're not, we're not far. We're doing fine. We're no, doing fine. We only have two hours left. Yep. She's a stripper. Um, yes. Uh, Molly works as a, like an embroiderer. She's like a dressmaker. Right. At um the goddess uh the 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 goddess right. the Stardust Casino right the show is called Goddess. But let's also say we're watching Penny. The now. show appears to be about some sort of goddess mm. who emerges from a pile of rocks, a volcano. Yes, yes. Um, I, I love the, the respect fake the volcano. We Penny functions as this like oh this is probably what the first three weeks were like for Elizabeth Berkeley that we've now skipped over. Right. It is Except, confusing bringing her in at that moment because right. it feels like that's the point of the movie we're supposed to be at. Yeah, right, right, right. right. When instead, right, we're already seeing it echoed again and again yeah. throughout. Like, you know, Robert right. Davi's job is basically just to change women's names. Yeah. 
Um, Tell them who men want to fuck. Right. But yep. Molly takes her backstage to the show. Yes. Oh, that's right. She takes her as like a special guest. She gets yes. dressed up. She goes to the show. She's she wearing the, put fringe, her hair up. the fringy dress. There's not oh, enough time to put your hair good up. Dress. Uh, and she meets Crystal. Yes. Who yes, is because... being introduced. She's like just been hired, I think, as the new star of Goddess. Because there's that whole has, like, press but, conference. Right, because yes. there's the press conferences. But that's not totally clear because it feels like she's been doing it for a while. Well, she's certainly a famous person, but maybe they've right. like poached her from another yeah, casino yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But like, was this show running with someone who wasn't Crystal in this role or is this whole show now? I don't, I can't remember. I, know, I think right. the whole sh- I have another question. Does yeah. local news put, put up like reports about this kind of show? Is that a thing that happens in Las Vegas? David, I don't know. Have you conference. seen Gina Gershon? Yeah. You don't want that on your... I feel like this whole podcast is just me being like, so Gina Gershon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, welcome to our bound episode. I mean, I'm not against it. I think in Vegas, possibly. And I think in Vegas in the nineties, more possibly. Because you cycle through residencies, you know, now we've got like Britney Spears and JLo doing residencies, but you know. Well, no, no doubt about that, but it's more like, right. But then also the nude reviews. Is it like, hi, I'm Chip, you know, sure. Chip Smith. I don't know. Hey, Chip. Chip Smith is It's my new character. I love it. (laughs) So what's going on in the scene, Chip? Uh, just uh, this show where a bunch of topless women dance around a volcano for 20 minutes. It's got uh, a new star. We, we got to bring Chip Smith <laughs> Chip, back for some not- ad reads. This guy's popping already. <laughs> he's famous for how he forgets his last name when he's introducing himself on it's camera. A Chip, uh, Hi, I'm <laughs> Chip uh, Smith. <laughs> his first name is much be- much more interesting than the last name. There you go. Oh my, oh, my God. We have fun here on Wait, Blank Check. I'm just Griffin checking my phone. Chip. <laughs> What's his last name again? Smith. Chip Smith is number one on the IMDb star meter. <laughs> but but it, on the star meter, it says Chip. What's his last name again? <laughs> Chip ellipses oh, Smith question mark. Good. I love how if you went out to go to the bathroom, it would be for a bit where you come back as Chip Smith, but I just had to pee. Hey, David, I've never done a bit on this. <laughs> no, that's true. I've never done a bit. Respect. So. With artistry. Please, a little I respect. I don't have no respect. Nothing but respect for me. The almost star of Sharknado 3. Yeah. Could have been. Too big. I'm trying to remember. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to remember the exact progression. I know. After That's she, the problem with this movie. Gina Gershon compliments she her Gina nails. Well, yeah, yeah, it's because yeah. Molly's like going nails. in to like fix some stuff in Gina Gershon's changing room right. or whatever. And oh, Gina, right, right, and right. Gina, Gina Gershon is sitting like, there. There's a bad uh, nipple-less relationship. Right, yeah. right. Yes. She's given nipple notes. Yes. Yes. To Molly. And then she notices the nails. They start talking. She goes, what do you do? I'm a dancer. Where are cheetahs? I don't know what you do. But that's dancing. not dancing. Right. I don't know if you do it well, but that ain't dancing. And Berkeley goes from one to five million. Yes, she does. She's like, <laughs> you don't know shit. You don't know right. shit. Right. Storms out. She, she storms. 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 I mean, Elizabeth Berkeley storms out of every single room <laughs> she she's in in this movie. I yes. swear to God, imagine her like going to the DMV or something. Yeah. She almost yes. plays this. <laughs> she almost plays this. Uh, performance like the beleaguered chief of police in a buddy cop movie. <laughs> you don't know shit. Yeah. How many times have I told you? One more incident like Bay's this. on my ass. Yeah. So, but this yeah, is the if thing. If this blows up, your badges are on my desk. She goes right to Cheetahs from this, mm-hmm. right? Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're glossing over um, one of my favorite lines. Please. Oh, thank you. Everyone got very quiet Please. for it. We're, the floor is yours. Well, just I had forgotten. We respect women on this podcast. Oh, thank you so much. This, this is a very this 
this is the wokest of the podcast. No, no, no. Well, come on. What's your favorite line? Well, see, line? now there's a big buildup. I just wanted to point out. so many out. good lines yeah. in this movie. Well, yeah. I just wanted to point out that, you know, she storms out and Gina's like still pretty intrigued or whatever. And she's like, your friend has nice nails. Maybe she can do mine sometime, which is the gayest line I've ever heard mm-hmm. in any movie ever. I'm nodding with sort of my yes. whole yes, upper body. Yes, your whole body. <laughs> That's also an example. Which is, which is exciting because like, you know, I had kind of forgotten, I'd right. kind of forgotten how thirsty she is for Nomi. Like the yes. whole she thing. Is, right. The whole sure. thing is her just wanting to sleep with her, which I'd kind of forgotten. And then right. that line happens and it's one of those things where you watched and you're like, okay, so that's like, yeah, it's also right. But and then it, it actually follows through. And that it's what never you is said the case. about like subtext versus it's text where case. it's like, right. It's like all about Eve if, uh, yes, you know, exactly. Uh, there was a sexual dynamic. <laughs> or like Top uh, Gun. was even more. If they fuck, you know? Which they, Who fucks? They did, right? Oh, you mean Tom and Val. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, exactly. Down to the yes. brunette blonde in Top Gun, too. I actually like that in Call Me By Your Name, the first scene mm. of their sort of romantic connection is at a volleyball game. Oh, that was a. Subtle mm. homage, That's Top Gun. Oh, yeah. Uh, spoilers. Oh, you haven't uh, seen it? For the first scene of the movie. Um, <laughs> no, it's like the sixth scene. Uh, yeah, I just yeah. like that so much of the dialogue between women in this film feels like so masturbatory about oh, like, Esther is. House like writing like penthouse letters. Yes. And then this is an example of like, oh, God, I've got to have them flirting with each other. What do women talk about? And uh, she's going to uh, be nails. topless. She's going to be topless. Yeah, they're topless talk about nails. <laughs> No that's one, the one insight. No one that's like the one line where I was like, that feels right. Yeah. No one yeah. ever was like seems one. comfortable in it's this like, movie. It's like monkeys at a typewriter and one yes. of them comes up with Shakespeare. I was like, yeah, complimenting her nails. Yeah. That would work. Yeah. All right. So she goes to a yes. club and gets in a huge fight with Glenn Plummer and gets like yes. kicked out by a bouncer. Again, another example of her just like being so aggro. And kicks him in the nose. Oh, wait, you know, yeah. it's not she does. It's like, wait. Yeah. So she goes, they, they go dancing. They go dancing. She gets in a fight with Glenn Plummer, who then bails her out of jail. Yes. Wait, but isn't that... No, doesn't she go to Cheetahs first because she goes to that club with the money she got from the Gershon lap No, that no. comes after. Okay. She, she skips she work. She won't go to work because right. she's too she pissed work. off. Right. And she goes to this club and she does, she's doing her frantic dancing and everyone's like, wow, she can dance. And you're looking, and that's one of the few, few instances where like, you've been telling us that she's an amazing dancer and sure. this is our first time seeing yes, it. Yeah. And a, this is what she's doing. And objectively, right. she's doing a lot of dancing. She's doing a lot of dancing. <laughs> but this is the problem with like any, she's any single movie. devil dancing, like <laughs> yes. spinning yes. dancing. Yeah. I mean, the best yeah. move she, she does, the best, yeah. movie she, the best move she does throughout this entire movie is the spin and the kick in the balls. It's mm-hmm. the only yes. one where yeah, I'm right. like, yeah, that's a great move. Her but it's like she does like a, the hands, the hands, right. the sort of this sort of double, right? Um, fingers down. How do you? What do you? How would you describe this? Uh, it's like a it's like a reverse jazz hand. It's like a right. bring it on spirit finger. Right. Sure. Um, but <laughs> every, I, yeah. everything, all of the dancing in this movie is like almost violent. It's frenetic. Like, it's yeah. frantic. It's, right, and it's very, very, very aggressive. It's and like it's punctuated by this score. This is like. Bam, 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 I, I would bam, describe her dancing move. style it's as Bob Fosse like. See, I would yes. say a Street Fighter combo move. Yes. <laughs> Mortal Kombat, Bob Fosse. Depending on where characters are in relation to her. Any dance move of hers could be a finishing move, you know. Yes. And a couple times it is. Am so, I like, yeah. plumber? Yeah. I, I don't know who like choreographed this movie. I assume I lo- it had choreographers. I yeah, you it know. came up. It was one. It was one person. Mm-hmm. I was uh, going to say mine is uh, it's fast forwarding the dance segments in the living color. <laughs> <laughs> the Fly Girls. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one point five speed. Well, see, that makes it sound awesome. M- Marguerite yeah. Derricks. Okay. Who also? This is interesting. Also choreographed striptease which is a movie that comes out the next wow. year that yeah. has a similar reputation. Where they were like, okay, we got really close with Showgirls. As long as it's R, we'll be fine. 
And if then, it's R, everyone will go see it. Then choreograph the Austin Powers movies, which have a lot really? of similar dance moves. Oh, that's the sort of like yeah, yeah. Uh, hands in the face kind of stuff. But that one's supposed like that's a comedy, right? It's a comedy, and especially the opening dance number of International Man of Mystery is great. No, that's the thing. Those yeah. dance numbers are amazing, but yeah. they are absurd. Right. The go-go dance scene. Fascinating. Yeah. So she and, found her spot. And she, and she yeah. also Comedic. choreographed Donnie Darko. She choreographed huh. Sparkle Motion. Wow. So, you know. So she kind of She's just, good at the ironic, you know? She knew she what figured, frame yeah. to put around herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. After Showgirls. Right, right, right. Yeah, but this is the problem with saying that your character is amazing at anything. Like, also choreographed Tom Cruise in Traffic Thunder. Sorry. Oh, okay. no, no, no. That was important. Thank you. Um, but, th- but there's like a thing here where anytime you watch Nomi dancing and everyone being like, you know She's what got you're it. doing, She's but just like it. pull it back a little bit. That's true. There is some of that. That's also she how. Prowls, but they're, they're saying that it's too sexy. Yeah. That's always what the, that's always the note. And I'm like, I don't think that's the problem. I think Nothing in this movie is sexy. I think it's <laughs> very little in right. this movie. Right. Is like sexy. I don't like, I think it's just too certainly much. Certainly not too sexy. Right. It's too much, but they keep being like, it's up. too much sex. Right. She prowls. She's like a right. you know It's it's not fucking, it's dancing. It's it's pelvic thrusting. Right. Um but but I feel like there is an overlap between that and watching Elizabeth Berkeley give this performance where you want to keep on being like you can act, but just please, like you're you're embarrassing yourself. Chill like we're in public. Just yeah, but she out. was not getting told to pull it back. Right, but you feel watching this right. movie the way the people in the club do, and she kicks him in the nuts. She kicks him in the nuts. So I or just rather wanna, she dances. Because he's in like, the nuts. I could teach yeah. you. He's like, you've got potential, but I can teach you how to right. dance. And she knows from creeps at this point. So she's yes. like, I've heard that line before. Yeah, he is giving her a line. We're like, what is like? You've got the most. The best, like pure dance. Right. Oh yeah, that comes later. Yeah, you've, you've got like the most natural talent. Natural, right? right. Kicking the nards and and causes an entire fight to break out in the entire club. Yes, gets arrested. And the best, I think, actually, one of Berkeley's best moments is when she's watching everyone beat each other up, and she just smiles this little like "that's for mm-hmm. me" yep. and just walks away. And that's an amazing moment. Goes to jail, spends a night in the drunk tank. James James, who is played by Glenn Plummer, uh-huh. bails her out. She ignores him. Yeah. I, wa- I just want to talk about James sure, and her relationship with him in this movie. Sure. Completely confusing. Which is extremely confusing and to me is also a very bold underline of the whole she's gay and this movie is about I'm- a female relationship. Because the two men in her life, one is Kyle MacLachlan, which mm-hmm. that relationship seems, seems all well, like, about power. And you their know, first like, like you know, sexy moment is about Gina Gershon having vicarious sex with her. Correct. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, dance. you know, the swimming pool sex scene is this sort of like athletic display. Like <laughs> it's you want very a, little erotic. a word. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas James is, I guess, being positioned as kind of like. Well, he's the guy who knows real dance. Right, like he guy, sees the real dancer in and her. who sees the real her. Right, and he's which supposed, he doesn't though. No, <laughs> no that's so thing. that's like, <laughs> but the movie can't seem to decide whether or not right. he does. Right, like, Boverhoven's like this guy is full of shit, but the script is more like, well, he's kind of like the guy on the bottom rung that she's going to climb over on her way to the top. Right, like, well, yeah, because movie, eventually yeah. when he's like, I have this routine and I want you to be the star of it. When they actually do their like, you know, their when he tries to do the reenactment, it's extremely sexual. Yeah. Yes, it's the same thing. And right. also, he's an asshole. Yeah. Also, he's an asshole. <laughs> and another I mean, thing, how do you write a dance? <laughs> <laughs> what do you do? Kick. <laughs> Number one. Punch. Two. David's spin headphones around, are fully three. Off. Is that how you write a dance? A, A, B, up, down, up, down, select. <laughs> Our finest film critic, folks. Our finest film critic. It's like one of those maps with the feet. Yeah, yes, I don't, yes. I just <laughs> couldn't get past that. The little dots. But, but I do think sometimes this movie is trying to argue that he's an asshole and he's abusing her and he actually believes in her talent and yes. he's a good dancer. It, he's 
He's a lot of things all at once. And then sometimes it's only one or the other. Well, like, it's because at the point where Kyle MacLachlan has to become the asshole, he's not. Right. But he's also like, oh, I got this girl pregnant and now I have to marry her. Right. So he still sucks. Right. Well, I guess we're jumping all ahead. Let's I'm call so it sorry. what it is. Pussy is his problem, as he <laughs> oh. so eloquently says. Always, always has been. Always oh. has been. He has always a lot gonna. of lines. Just rolls trippingly <laughs> off the tongue. Everyone's got AIDS and shit. Everyone's got AIDS. Everyone's got AIDS. I mean, everyone got AIDS and shit. Yeah. I have a problem with pussy. I always have and I'm always gonna and then it must be weird not having people come on you his most famous Mm -hmm. line in my opinion you fuck him without fucking him that's what you do well it ain't right yeah (laughs) it ain't right and then his dance is the same thing yes so there's James so I mean we just kind of like I just wanted to acknowledge James because we probably won't talk about him again I would like to not plays no real purpose in the movie but there is that scene where then she goes knocks on his door and a fully nude woman is walking uh, out Penny. of his it's bed. Penny. It's Penny. Well, because she's in the his show, Comes right? Comes straight from heaven, yeah. Yeah. And she's mad at him. And I'm like, what are you mad yeah, at him about Yeah, all of a sudden exactly? they were dating and she's like, oh, she's going to be in your show. Well, your whole relationship scene. was that she assaulted him and yes. was put in jail and he bailed her out. Like, she that's even their whole dynamic. When yeah. Molly picks her up in the car and is like, who's he? And it's like, I kicked him in the nuts. I guess he liked it. That was actually really funny. That's, that's a terrific a, line. Yeah, five comedy points. <laughs> Look, it's a great line. It's a great line. But then, but then they like have their dance rehearsal, like which ends up just being a lap dance, which turns into them making out, which is aborted when she says that she's on her period, but he's still right. into it. But yeah, I, they I do kind this of lap dance he's where, like, I don't know, I got towels, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. go for it, man. Well, he's a little woke. He's momentarily woke. Momentarily. He's momentarily woke. And then she like now has this like power where she's like, right, she's like played that exactly is it woke right. to have period sex? It, sadly, I think so. That's I'm, insane. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. We shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't go down that road. We shouldn't go down this alleyway. <laughs> I, I just like who fucking cares? As long as everyone's happy and you know happy and warm. Happy and warm. Wait, <laughs> that scene is no really... disrespect to the citizens of Antarctica. What are you saying? <laughs> they point. can't have sex. That scene is really bizarre because it is. You mean it's the, like the, the rehearsal. Yes. The fake that, rehearsal where like right. they both know all the moves immediately. Right. And her <laughs> yeah. boobs kind of, you know, are out of her shirt. He but she's still in her right. Yeah. No, he pulls her shirt down. Yes. Yeah, that's right. what I mean. Yeah. 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 They don't just and spontaneously then, decide to and then come while out. I mean that are, happens in this movie. Yeah. They're so. in this yes, sort of that's true. true. Yeah. Well, some people have little uh, remote controls to uh, I mean, ejector <laughs> dresses. That's, yeah. an, that's an incredible dress. Yeah. Uh and then they're sort of in this mid grind yeah. position and they freeze, and that's when they have the period conversation, yes. right? Or yes. he's like, I don't believe you, and she's like, check. But then she ends Which it, I think is a res- great response. A power yes. move. <laughs> right. And then she ends it on this note of you don't get to fuck me until you love me and he's like I love you now and she's like no you don't so you're like okay this is where this plot line's right. going and then instead she's really mad that he's sleeping with Penny and you're like why are you yeah I, I, when I was 13 you knew he was a I just I think what I like when I was 13 when I watched that scene yeah. I was like is this how adults behave around each right. other? I, oh, I'm no. on my period. I don't believe you. Check. Like I'm like, is this what we're gonna have to do when I'm when I'm growing up? <laughs> there are a lot of elements. Is this oh, no. There are a lot of elements oh, to this movie <laughs> and how it depicts sex, both from a writing standpoint and a directing I, standpoint. I just, it feels like the movie's made by a five year old who's just heard rumors about sex. It's it's two Barbie dolls yes. mashing right. up against well, each other. It's a very Barbie doll movie. Yes. that's what I kept saying just to like, Joanna because. Yeah. 
Elizabeth Berkeley is an odd-looking person in a lot of ways. She's got these giant eyes. Yes. They're two different mm. colors. Right. Uh, which is sort of like mesmerizing. That's right, yes. She's got one like brown eye and one green eye. I was like trying to figure that out. Um, and she's pretty skinny. She's got a big mouth. And she's got this really, these big teeth. She's yeah. got this like big toothy And they smile. overlined her lips and to yes. make it look even bigger. That's right. what I was getting to. They have put so much makeup on her face. Her yes. face is always three she, shades paler than the rest of her body. Yes! yes. And it makes her look... Fucking crazy! I mean, that's, looks like that's a very nineties. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's it is. unfortunate, but that's what it was. I'm not even also, really criticizing awesome. it because she's striking. Like, yeah, for she's very sure. striking. And I mean, yeah. I think that works in this movie's it, favor yes. in a way where it's like people can't stop looking at her because there's just a lot to look at. There's just any. It's like so. Even when she is stationary and not moving her face and not moving her body, you're still kind of like, wow, she's really like. And she's tall. Right she's, now. Yeah. she's also really yeah. tall. Yeah. Very tall. Yeah. Very tall actress. And and she also is achingly vulnerable. Like she is such Even an open she's emotional like wound. Really yeah. tough with her her knives. Right. So you kind of can't stop staring at her because you're just like, what the like fuck? She's always going like on? Tre- anyway. She's yes. got tremors a she's little got bit. Tremors. Yeah. So uh, we should jump back into the plot, though, right? <laughs> uh, so we left off with her leaving jail and going to cheetahs for the first time. Yeah, that's right. We're twenty minutes into the movie. <laughs> what, are you worried about something? Is there yeah, an issue? I'm trying to keep us on track. Okay. So, but we should get the next big scene. Ben has is a doctor's the last appointment dance. three days from now. He's worrying he's not going to make it in time. The next big scene is the lap dance <laughs> yes, scene. Right. Yes. And oh boy. Yes. Yeah, so the, she gets to the. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. Go you're, ahead. You're she, right. She's at Cheetahs, and Crystal and Zach arrive. Yeah, yeah. And they're there. They're at like a VIP sort of table situation. Right. And they demand a private dance. Well, together. after she does a routine. Quite she does a routine. She does a very pointed um, pole dance. Yeah. She licks the. She pole. She licks the pole, which Wait, I think right. is one of the most infamous shots of that because like. I just, my whole body was like, do not lick that pole. And she, she beats Ryu. Handily, she beats Ryu. And like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she does a spinning leg kick. No, the other thing is like, I would accept her licking the pole if the second she left uh, the stage, we saw a team come in, sanitize the pole. Just chugs a whole you know, handle some, of like, like <laughs> antiseptic vodka. Right, a couple guys come in and they're just sort of like, all right. Yeah. Instead, no, two naked women immediately walk onto stage. Like, it's not like that pole has been places No, today. and it's been Correct. places and Correct. she doesn't respect that pole. Different places. No. Different different places, some might yes. say. Um, so they want a private dance. She sees them. She doesn't want any peace. She doesn't want any peace. She's yeah. mad at Crystal for disrespecting Furious. her dancing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which, you know, she's not, and I'll, I'll be, she's not a good stripper. I'm going to, no. I'm going to say that. Mm-mm. She's not good at it. No. There are no strippers me? who are incredible and she sucks. She, I mean, it's her, her serving routine is similar to a dancing routine, which is that rhythmic sort of like, like she's sort of like a chopping mind trapped in a box she's where chopping. she's kind of yeah. banging off yeah. the walls a lot. Yeah. yeah a lot yeah, of yeah, chopping. Yeah. <laughs> Chop heavy. <laughs> She, she tasses out. And yeah, then, so she could be better, but they, she you does know, do Gina's this sort of it. upside down slide thing. She does a little bit of an upside down slide thing. Um, um, you know, I guess she does a couple of things where you're more like, right. She that's has a bra I, under her bra. Sure. Yeah. I kept on wondering watching this, like how much fucking physical training. I mean, she's been incredibly complicated this, this is, to shoot like, all this. As, she talked about that too yeah. when she went on the Dancing with the Stars season, and she yeah. was like, she stopped dancing after this movie, which mm. is really sad because she was like, she apparently was really. Horrified by she was really a big movie or something. No, no, no. She was like she would love dancing, and she just yeah, and she the movie broke her heart so hard she stopped more so than like dancing. But she was like now, and she's right on this count that she was like now people take pole dance classes. Yes, of course, course. it's totally different. It's become uh, much more of like it's it's appreciated for its athleticism. Totally different. Yeah, yes, but yeah. So I use that word a lot. But this is like she did a lot of Jean Claude Van Damme level of like physical dexterity and endurance. It's not an easy part. No. So they have the private dance, which, as you say, is this sort of vicarious sex scene. Yes. It is her first fully nude scene it's also in the film. all in one 
room? Yes, it's in like the champagne room or whatever. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because there are other dances going on in the background. Yes, yes. And it also like has um the doorway in is not a door, and it's like the guy the little beads or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That choreographer comes and is like trying to get a free show sort of thing. Right, right, right. But But, so she's like, oh yeah, they're like they say that Gina wants a, a lap dance for both of them. Sorry, Crystal. Can't do it. Like, She's trying to find a way out of it. Right. Right. Yeah, no, one, She's like, we don't do women. One. We right. don't do women. Right. Only yeah, one. Only boys and girls. It's She's very like, heteronormative in there. But <laughs> Robert Davi's in like Mr. Krabs mode and he hears money being turned down well, and immediately she keeps like calling the bluff. And right. She finally gets to 500 bucks. Right. Which I got to say seems low. Yeah. I think like, she could have pushed that a lot. 2017 money. Right. She it's offers 100 in the first place and Nomi was right to be like, fuck you. Yeah. Well, like, I feel, I don't know anything about going to a strip club. And I'm not trying to humble brag. <laughs> I I just don't. But even my like CSI watching sort of like level of knowledge, sure. I'm like it's definitely more than a hundred bucks to get a well, private show. Well, I mean, show, I think they're right? trying to like paint this strip club as like one of the seedier ones. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. So yeah. I think that's probably about what she usually gets. But then you know she's Crystal Connors, and she could definitely like if yeah. she wants to be like super impressive, just be like a grand. Right. That's also right. the thing. Like high roller people like that yeah. always want to overpay. That's the whole point, right? Yeah. Right, right, performatively, yes, right. to flaunt their weight. So, like, and I love that she's the one doing it and not her flop boyfriend. Yes, I kind of love that. His his hair is his so hair is fucking so, flopsy in this movie. It's it's fully over one eye, like a writer strong boy meets world flop. I was gonna say it's like that villain from Captain Planet where you never saw the one half of her face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes when it flipped up, she had like acid scarring. <laughs> Do you remember that? He's doing that. This this is kind of a stealth Captain Planet movie. <laughs> so yeah, totally. So Elizabeth Barkley is heart. This shut up. Gina Gershon. So is this fire. is a, as Caroline posited. This is a, a, a kind of a love scene between Nomi and Crystal because they're locking eyes. It's they're the locked, only yes. love scene that the two have together. Mm-hmm. Yes, which is sort of annoying. She's like, yeah, because so Crystal sits like on the other side of the yes, room on she, a table. She's like, I'm not going to touch you, but yeah. the whole the eye contact is very intense. Right, and she grinds on Kyle MacLachlan, Zach. Yeah, uh, who you might not be able to tell is kind of a creep. <laughs> He's got this hair that's like perfectly. He's like the UK soul singer Gabrielle. Huh, if I had to come up with an example, I'd almost say that villain from Captain Planet. I would almost do. No, I'm going to show you Gabrielle. A two minute chunk on this. If I had you, to come up with a way to describe, I'm going to show hair. you Gabrielle. Okay, cool. Okay, yeah. You do that. I'm going to Google know, that villain from Captain Planet. What's his name? That villain from Batman. It's a female. It makes me think, though. His look. It's sort of like. Remember when Garth Brooks had an alternative sort of uh, personality. Uh, Chris yeah, Gaines. Chris Gaines. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of like Chris Gaines. Kind and of he like, hosted SNL. You know, he's and got like the hair that kind of comes down on one side of his face. Yeah. A Pete Just Wentz. Like, yeah, yeah. It's almost like a Pete Wentz. Yeah. Oh God. There's That's a Captain Planet villain. So I'm trying it's kind to think of like of what her name is. <laughs> I was trying to get you off those rails. Doctor Blight. Doctor Blight. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, Blight. sure. You oh. know, look. In history, there have been people who had their hair over one of their eyes. But then she's got creepy face underneath. Right. Well, I believe Ooh. Gabrielle also had some sort of like uh, eye condition, which is why she developed. Right. The, uh, but Kyle has no excuse. Zach has no excuse. Zach has no excuse. Anyway, no. she grinds on him till he uh, jizzes in his pants. Right. And, uh, David. You know, the Oscars yes. give it a uh, best picture or whatever. Like, uh, and that's the moment. No, I just no, sorry, think, Carolyn. Go ahead. No, I just, I grinds against him is such a mild way of um, <laughs> describing what happens. In she is scene. fully nude. She's, well, yeah, so he is she gets, fully clothed. You're right. She gets fully nude. She can touch him. He can't touch her. Right. Those are the rules. Those right. are the rules. But it's like, it's very aggressive dry humping. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and when she's not locking eyes with um, Crystal, she is fully, I mean, dry humping is even too mild. It's like, it's, it's like yeah. really yeah. aggressive, like a fish is dying flopping. <laughs> That's her move. Look. Yeah. 
I mean, yes. It's struggling sort for, of, yeah. Right, like, dolphin, beached yeah. dolphin but kind also of. moving at like a Usain Bolt speed. Like, I don't understand <laughs> yeah. how fast her, her muscles work in this. I mean, how did she That's do this? I, it's, it is impressive. But I just yeah. feel like, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like that would just hurt. I think it lot. would hurt. I think <laughs> it would hurt everyone involved. In every right. sense of the word. There hurt. would definitely be some kind of like rug burn. A hundred You know, because he's wearing like oh, slacks oh, or yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But I just, yeah. I just don't understand how he even gets off in that situation. I guess there's friction. Well, there's but a also, lot of friction. And then there is this weird triangle dynamic that's going on, right? Where yeah. like Crystal's sort of involved and he's she's she's watching. And like Zach knows what's happening. Right. Like he's he not, does he's because not new to his they girlfriend. have this rivalry. Yes. And Zach, to be clear, is the artistic director or the whatever. Entertainment, entertainment director. director of Goddess. Sure. So then Nomi gets to audition so after like, this, gets to audition for Goddess. Because Crystal goes in and goes, Hey, I saw this great audition yesterday. <laughs> She I got could, a reel. Now, and then my favorite scene in the film happens. Really? Your Tony favorite scene Moss, in the film? Tony Moss, who is now my new favorite character in the movie. Okay. <laughs> the one good performance now. Uh, Alan Rackins, I think is his name. He's from, he you was in the, L.A. Law. He's the guy who. He's Tony Moss. I've, I've already he's, forgotten. He's the gross guy who does the lineup. Oh, and, the lineup. I'm Tony Moss. I produced this show. Oh. Some of you may have heard, probably heard that I'm a prick. <laughs> I texted it to Ben. Go on, Ben. You want to do it? All right. Hey, I'm Tony Moss. I produced this show. Some of you have probably heard that I'm a prick, and I am a prick. I got one interest here, and that's the show. I don't care whether you live or die. I want to see you dance, and I want to see you smile. I can't use you if you can't smile, and I can't use you if you can't show. I can't use you if you can't sell. It's a cold read. Hey, to ju- to jump to, I don't care if you live or die on sentence two, <laughs> yeah, three. That's where you the end. stakes are insane. I know. He's like, I'm a prick. I don't care if you live or die. I'd love it if you smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is an audition. What are you talking about? Die. Can you spell MGM backwards? I bet you can't. Right. Say it. MGM. I'm impressed. <laughs> okay. And then. It's right. Vegas, baby. I think that line is hilarious. I, I think pretty too. much every line is really, really funny. And then, right. And then there's the thing about the 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 lady who had her nose fixed because that was the note. Right, right. And now, now it's ears. your ears. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, it, it yeah. looks a lot better. Yeah, it's your always ears are something. Out. Right. Yeah. He lines the girls hey, up. Hey, hey, he hey also, ball, you better have a good wig collection. Right? Doesn't he say that? Good line. Yeah. He also <laughs> was, he's um, Dharma's father on Dharma and Greg. Oh, my oh, wow. God. He's like a two-time like Emmy winner. He oh. was like an L.A. Law for a zillion years. Okay. Um, he's just like a famous kind of like hard ass, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. Except I think in Dharma and Greg, he's like a hippie, right? Well, uh, he's Greg's dad. No, he's Dharma's he's dad. He's Dharma's dad? Oh, then yeah. 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 Um, so uh, this is the ice scene. This is the ice. Yes. And this, this is, is like ice. they do the ice bucket challenge. But this is like for Hoven, like this is the yes. casting process in Hollywood. You line these women up and you just like assail them with like verbally right you dismiss them for any imperfection yes and then he's like all right we're down to the tie the three of you show me your tits you know and they're like here are our tits and he's like he's like yeah i mean "Mm." it's a topless show you gotta i mean like do we need to get the ice bucket you know (laughs) like it's like every he finds a new level to go down every time even the beneficiaries of the system are degraded and mocked like just for sport right it's a fucking blood sport and like he that's care probably not far off. No, like, I believe I don't know. this. You completely. think in, in show business there's some of this? <laughs> I don't. Um, there's no evidence to back that up. I hate the fucking world. <laughs> I was gonna say when you first introduced me, you're like, I, I was wondering for you, like, what do you write about? And I'd be like, sexual assault. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, I used to write about uh, like movies and TV that I liked, and then there was some sort of subtle shift six months. I wrote ago a TV words. review this week. It took me like two days because I was like, I forget how to do this. 
It, it, the, oh yeah, boy. You're, it was so powerful and so depressing. But when the Weinstein story was like unfolding mm-hmm. and your tweets about having to update your article. Yeah. To, um, to raise the numbers or add names. I'll tell you a, a fun journalism. Please. But that was just like Jesus. It's so, yeah, Christ. we made the mistake yeah. of being like we should have a list of all the people who have accused him of and, something and try to be complete and sure. comprehensive. But it's, certainly there will be an end at some point, right? Yeah, I I don't even know how many there are now. I want to say it's like at ninety or something yeah, crazy. He's, he's getting into Cosby zone. It's I mean he's past it. He's past um, it. Well, how many did Cosby have? 50, like it was more like fifty. 60? Yeah, yeah. I mean well, it's, well, fucking it's all insane. Tell it's like, back, like when the LA Times published I mean, their thing, like and then a day later he said we've had two hundred. Right. Yeah, but the LA Times were like we have one hundred and twenty, right. and then like the next day nuts. they got yeah. But it's like we have learned um, in this, and actually it was funny because I'm one of, not funny, but one of the politics writers who had been writing about the Trump stuff after the tape and the people coming forward. She was like, we learned you don't put a number in the headline because you're yeah. gonna change it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just going to change. So we never put numbers in the headline. Yes. (laughs) But she was right. We've never put a number in the headline since because it always changes. But this movie, I mean, this movie weirdly has more power now than it ever has. You know? That's a take. I know what you're saying. I I feel like this is one movie that, like, fully stares into the eye of Sauron that is, like, the fucking systemic, like, abuse. I mean, it's like every man in this is really awful. Yeah. Yes. Well, shall I quote? Like, there's um, a reason why. I think, like, you know, it wants, I think part of this movie is like she is so all over the place because she has been trashed again and again by terrible men it just, it does we're not, seeing one sliver of her life and right. every other sliver is also going to be like this or has been like this but also that this movie is entirely based around this like Faustian bargain of like well you know you're going to have to sell it sooner or later that is perpetuated by the man in power choosing to all live up shall to that I quote regardless of what level you're Jacques at Jacques Rivette the famous French director. Thank you. I was going to pull this one up. And Celine and Julie I was going to pull this. Do you know this quote? No, I don't. Who's a ready. famous contributor. And no, I'm ready. Get uh, fucking ready. Okay. Cinema who said, uh, it is one of the great American films. Uh, very unpleasant. It is about surviving in a world populated with assholes. And that's Verhoeven's philosophy. I believe at one point, he's dead now, right? This was close he to his death dead, after that yes. initial quote. I think he said it was the best American film the last 10, 15 Something years. Something like that. Quentin Tarantino said that is the only time in his life that he can remember Hollywood like giving a full budget to an exploitation movie. Essentially yes. was his kind of take on it. Okay. Like, But I, yeah. do, I do agree with the brevet thing. Like you question how much of it's intentional. You know, you can't yeah. question how much but it's But it well is Paul done. Verhoeven, right. which sort of helps you. But yes, go on. But I do, I do find this movie to be like this like horrible parable that's actually pretty spot on. Not in terms of like reflecting right. I mean, realistic human behavior, but representing like the ecosystem. I mean, the problem is that just thinking about it now is that it's pretty spot on about these men and how they work and what they do because yeah. I think the people, like, you know, it was written, directed by men mm-hmm. who probably know those guys. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's all over the fucking place with her because they don't understand her. Right. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if, like, the problem is that this, it could have been that if she were a character, but yeah. she's not. I, I agree well, with that. I agree right. with that. Here's one additional thing I would like to say. Please. That does not contradict that at all. Thank but you. But it's another thing I don't think contradict movie, me ever. I never will. Ever. White cheddar bagel twist. It's a really good snack. <laughs> He's the, eaten a half of it. Because it's be. louder than they baked it well today. And it's making a lot of crunch. <laughs> they well baked, baked it well down at Duncan today. They did. They did a good bake. I'm sorry, um, sorry. Go ahead. No, the thing I was going to say, the other thing I think this movie does get very right is the the question I've had people who are totally outside of this industry ask me for the last couple months as this whole story has been developing of just like, 
but how does this fucking happen? How does this get so bad? Why do all these women agree to meet up with these men? How do these people stay on if they're in these positions of power? And the thing is, the thing that these guys do, and I think Showgirls represents that really well, whatever ecosystem you're in, right? Whatever industry you're in, whatever scene you're in, whatever city, whatever theater you're in, or that, whatever, they set up this sort of company line that there just is a price you have to pay to enter the door. Yeah. You know? You're just going to have to take some bullshit. You might have to draw a line somewhere, but you have to know that you're going to get it in one way or another. Right. Whether it's degradation, whether it's like, you know, a killing of your spirit. I mean, it's baked into the expectations of like, if you want to be a star, then this is what you do. Like, that's it. And this movie even presents. And if you don't want to be a star, that's fine. Then you walk away. And and essentially, from the moment she gets into the van with Blake Shelton, it's like, if you even want to get to the city to have the chance to break into the industry, you got to get through a creep. Right. Like, everything's a fucking risk. Everything's a game of Russian roulette. Right. Which is the climate that, like, the fucking entertainment industry has existed in forever. Right. Where it's just like, well, I just hope that I, like, am able to, like, sneak through. Yeah, and that's why, like, at this point, it's cool that people are getting fired, but you can't just fire a few people and hope. Like, it's like, all the people who are getting fired right now are at the top, which is fascinating. Yes. And good, and will set precedence and so on. Yes, But the problem is that there are people who have been learning from them the whole time, who are at all levels of the thing. Anything I've seen is not, like, a Matt Lauer. It's, like, someone, like, way lower, but who learned from that. Yeah. So... Yeah, so and that right? makes sense. Like people who oh. are not known. Well, like, no, of course that not. person have power. But it's just because that's yeah. the way the system is. So yeah. it's, I mean, it's going to be, I think this is good, but like, I don't know, by the time this comes out, I don't know where we are. Yeah. Well, hopefully there's Sir just Huckabee Sanders, no President This week was Lauer, that's why I used that, right. um, yes. that yes. example, who knows who just came out. Right. Yeah, at this point, Matt Lauer <laughs> has like, already been right. like sent into the phantom zone. Like, Shrek has already been outed by that point. The systemic abuse of Shrek. So, yeah. What was that? Oh, I, I have Skittles, and I, I'm just getting blue ones. Do oh, you like Skittles. blue? Sure, give me blue ones. Okay, great. What flavor Skittles are these, though? They're, they're purple ones. These are berry. These are berry Skittles. I really appreciate you taking that turn. We needed a way to get out of this bottle. <laughs> well, because we could... Was the right okay, way. so we we we've been going for 90 minutes, minutes, and we're yeah. like 20 minutes into the movie still, okay. so... I mean, the good news is there's really not much plot. This is the thing. Yeah. She gets the job, obviously. Yeah. And there's like... Again, like, I, I don't know what Verhoeven was talking about, MGM musicals, because there are, like, three numbers in this movie, but it's not yes. like they're the centerpiece of the movie at any point. No, any we point. see the volcano yeah. one, like, four times. Yeah. And at some point, like, yeah. I think there's one move that's like a like a She-Hulk sort of thing, and I just, every time it kept it came back, I lost it. I was like, I don't know what this is. And if he really wanted to make an MGM musical, he very easily could have had singing in this film. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like, he pointedly didn't do that. That's burlesque's move. Yes. Yeah. That's is that a she's a singer. Tries to sprinkle in there. Right. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, um, so then there's the there's a volcano number, and then there's like a dystopian motorcycle gang rape number. Right. That's what that is. <laughs> yes. Oh, you've set up you've, <laughs> David's face. Yes. It's so uncomfortable. You've no, I'm not uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just... It's depressing. Yes. You've yes. set up the infighting with some of the other dancers. Oh, oh yeah. There's two dancers who are at each other's throats time. the whole time. Right. There's that one dancer who is always mad. There's an angry yeah. black dancer. She yes. is very angry. Very angry. She's like, if Nomi, Nomi, she makes Nomi look like the chillest person in yeah. the world. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's she a- makes Nomi look like the queen of vaporwave. <laughs> Okay. I did that for Ben. Ben, I just know you're having a tough episode. I want to give you something. <laughs> I appreciate ben, you that. like this movie though, right? You you were into it. He did we like this movie. For a I don't while. like this movie. No. And don't Ma- tell Molly liked it, that. right? Didn't Molly you were telling me Molly, Molly liked it? Molly liked it, but I didn't like it. <laughs> um 
There's a whole scene with Jack McGee and a bunch of monkeys. Oh, yeah. An oh, yeah. early brunette Jack McGee. Yeah, Jack McGee looking good. Like, he's not a hair under 55. <laughs> I love Jack McGee. That man is incredible. That man is like a piece of coal. I would See, pay. I don't know him, but just hearing his name, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. The David I, would I love would, Jack I'll McGee. Yeah. Uh, he's he is like uh, his the, best the ball role, buster in the fighter. Yes, his best right? role is yeah. in the fighter, where he's he plays the four ten uh, man yeah. that is married to Melissa Leo. And Melissa right. Leo just sort of like chips off another piece of his soul every day. <laughs> I would pay such good money to see Jack McGee's kindergarten class photo. <laughs> here it is, right here <laughs> for it. See him look exactly. The oh, same. I can see it. He has like a yo-yo. He was <laughs> on with a whirly gig. He yeah. was on yes. a res- rescue me for many years. Uh, he's a great know. grump. He's a, he's a, he's a, a top all time grump who yeah. I believe was born. At and the in this age of one, 45. he has like a brigade of monkeys. Yeah, he has, there's a whole scene with monkeys where you're kind of like, what is this? If I was looking to maybe shave are a they, few minutes, this yeah. is what are I might. Are they in the same show? I think they're in a, a an attached show because I think the okay. show is kind yeah. of like because I don't you see where they fit into like, the like topless motorcycle but, review. That's the thing. It's like there's a review, yeah. so it's like. Some monkey shit or like elephants, right. like there's some an animal act, and then yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. there's some monkey shit, also some monkey. Yeah, shit. Oh yes, there is. Yeah. Oh, you know, there's probably just a bunch like, of bullshit that people can do in between. You're eating gambling. a steak dinner, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. Exactly with your date or whatever, and then sure. like there's uh you know showgirls, and then there's like I don't know, like some vaudeville maybe, or like a comedian. Yeah. Like I don't know. Also, most of these big casino resorts have several theaters. Yes. So like within each theater, there's your own review. How you doing? Oh, I was just checking my notes. Mm. Oh, good. Are we the doing good well new- so far? Oh, no. I stopped taking notes halfway through the movie, and oh. we're still in my notes. Cool. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, it's a five-parter, Ben. I'm sorry. It's a five-parter. Oh, God damn it. So then there's the boat trade show, because this is where, like, yeah. no oh, yeah. kind of turns on Crystal. Right. Well, it's like, so, yeah, Crystal volunteers her for this boat trade show, and Molly's like, don't do it. Don't, right, don't right. do it. Which I feel like even at this point in mainstream culture, boat trade show was known <laughs> as a like no good, very bad, don't do it. Like that's right. Been, but she gets offered like, a thousand bucks, which is twice what Crystal right. paid for her. Right. Yes. Yes. Which cheapskate. It's insane. Yeah. But she goes to the boat show and somehow has no idea what's about to happen. Wow. Sure. Blame her. Why don't you? Wow. Wow. I'm not blaming her. Wow. I mean, to be fair, Nomi rarely seems to have much idea of what's about no, to happen. She really in any doesn't. Given no, but also like having you're right. I mean, like having her best friend be like, "I've been here a while. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't yeah. go well. Do not yeah. do this. Don't do and this." She's like, shut up. Yeah, right. Different places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she goes to the boat show. She gets propositioned by what? I, who is he? He's like one of the backers of the show, right? Who Some, was at the earlier strip club, right? Sure. Yeah, like yes. scoping out talent. Yes. Maybe he's like that a talent guy. scout or something. Right. Who, who, hey, can I touch you or whatever? And he's like right. there with like a, a guy from Beijing. Right, right. He's got the businessman in from out of town. Right. He wants to show him a good time. Right. <laughs> to show him a good time. Why don't you put on a Safety Brother film? You know what I'm saying? If you want to show, if you want to show an out of town businessman a good time, maybe show him a Safety Brother film. Maybe show them heaven knows water. Caroline is just looking at Griffin with disdain. Maybe show him. I just want him to keep going. And uh, Daddy Long Legs, maybe. White Cheddar Bagel Twist. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I've made so many mistakes in my life. <laughs> just like that I I've started made so many shit. mistakes. All right, so we're back at the we're back so, at the theater. My point is, she complains she, after the boat show. It's she like turns. she's like, I will now destroy Crystal. Yeah, right. But then it's she's this like, very sudden turn. Mm-hmm. And they do the show again. She's glaring at Crystal during the show, and then mm-hmm. she like does something a little wrong, and someone's like, Oh, we're gonna like. Is this when they set her up to be like, Oh, you have to come back in at noon tomorrow to work on this turn? They definitely yeah. need her to work on a turn. Yeah, or something. Has the monkey she's shit already all, happened? At she's point? all pelvic thrust. All the backstage yeah. stuff kind of blends together. But yes. basically, this is when she seduces. Kyle McLaughlin. 
Yeah. Well, like, was that's that what before I, Crystal remember he takes co- her on like basically a date? It's I think it's after, isn't it? I don't remember. Because I thought she came she, back from the boat show. She's upset. She yeah. talks to Kyle McLaughlin. Oh yeah, and he's remember? like, oh, that's right. And he's like, oh, that's actually a really good moment to what Griffin was talking about, where he's like. You know, he's like, oh, I'll take care of this and like yells at the guy. And she's like, oh, you're so sweet. You did this for me. And the second she walks away, he calls him back and is like, get back here, fuckhead. Like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Do what you want. Yeah. That actually is. A, that was yeah. one of the good moments yeah. where you're like, yeah, that makes sense. That's an honest portrayal of what men are really like. Yes. All of you. Yes. Thank you. They have their lunch. <laughs> Caroline date. looked right at me when she said that. <laughs> Hashtag all men. They yep. have their lunch date where they talk about breasts and then go back to work on the turn. Oh yeah, sure. she's like, I like looking at nice tits. Always have. It's like it's yeah. it's the right, reverse. I've had I like pussy having problem. nice tits. Yes. Right. That's no, when is Gina it having. I thought I was looking at. Well, no, but Nomi's reply is, I like having nice tits. Oh, right. isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's yeah, in, yeah. yeah. Sexy right? banter. Right. And it's, it's when it's Very when uh, Gina Gershon is wearing what I can only describe as a Zorro hat. Yeah. Well, she <laughs> so she starts embodying this like she really amazing. She looks amazing. She's doing like this this butch cowboy thing. It's so good. It's so it's good. Like, and yeah. she's just sitting at one of the tables and just like yeah. watching her she's dance just got around. Her, like, arm around a chair. She's drinking some champagne. She's, she's looking dressed like. And basically calls her over and says, "What's a nice like? What's it like to have nice tits?" Which is. Let's be clear. That's an HR issue. She should go oh, back to that 100%. lady she told her social security number to, who is like the normal HR lady. She's her superior at work. She but it's also like, confu- I mean, just speaking to what Ben was saying, like, I don't know, 10 I years ago. No, um, me saying there. that's why I, I, I like having nice tits is when Joanna was like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like on. every other scene they have together. Also, I'm moving out. <laughs> <Yes>. Also, <laughs> we're done. <laughs> Sorry, say, say what you're saying. No, no, no. But I mean, I think Ben was touching on it earlier is that like every other scene, like in one scene, they're flirting and it's just like super like they're into it. And then the other scene she's like I fucking hate you you don't get anything right it's right. very teenage relationshipy, which is oh, that's, fine that's I kind guess, of a nice right? way to look like, at that's it that's the best read I you just, could I have just, on it like they bond yeah. they yeah. bond over both eating dog food oh yes that's right <laughs> that is a dark scene that yeah. is um that is what you were talking <laughs> about she just says, what, do, what do women talk about um <laughs> dog food all I talk about with my friends. Yeah. It literally is Compliment like, each other's tits and, and uh, talk about eating dog yeah, food. We all do it. It's, yeah. Did you not do that? Crazy. Hold, on, hold on, I think I got dog food. I used oh, to, she oh. says, I used to love eating dog dog food or whatever. And you're just like, and, well, it's, it's a, unremarked and, upon. Oh, well, no, no, no. Because, yeah, because Gina says it first. And you're like, that's weird. And then Nomi's like, me too. Oh, and you're I like, that's it. weirder. Yeah. We forgot. To mention, Ben miming doing a line of coke <laughs> off the soundboard just reminded me. The first 45 minutes of Gina Gershon's performance, she's doing a oh, bump yes. of coke every five Out seconds. And then just she's stops. got her amazing pinky, pinky nail. nail. Well, but then Nomi starts doing coke the coke. Nail. Nomi yes. refuses all coke for the first half of the mm-hmm. movie, and then she starts doing well, coke. because of the... Well, no, I don't Well, wanna... she gets high when she fucks uh, Kyle McLaughlin. I mean, she'd have to. Uh, well, something's <laughs> something's in her system when she's in the pool. I mean, right. you know, that, uh, that this is... This might come as a surprise. Yeah. I did it like that sex scene. Oh, no, you didn't like yeah. it? Normally, I like wet stuff, but that shit sucks, <laughs> dude. That sucks. It's, it's wet on wet. Pool and, this like, waterfall. Oh, and there's and there's the... the I thought the, you were like, going to say something else. <laughs> what did you think he was going to say? I, I thought he was... <laughs> Gonna talk about a bottle of Poland Spring. I don't want to. I don't know. I give up. Uh, I give uh, up. Listen, the, fu- the fluorescent light, the palm trees behind okay. the pool. Are we there that, yet? Can yeah, we we're there. That? We're there. Great. That shit is vaporwave one right. and cool <laughs> as fuck. Okay, I said the same thing. I was like, this is a great pool. I like it. It's not trashy at all. It's, it's good. a great move. It's, it's good. got dolphins. Water's coming out of their mouths. What's ha- not to like? A waterfall that's timed, so it only turns on and off every once in a while. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 
That's it's, cool. It's you know lit. that hacky thing where like a kid I walks in. I meant it's in. lit up, but it's also yeah, lit. It, well, it's lit. Mm. It is um, lit. That hacky thing where like a kid walks in and their parents having sex and thinks that they're fighting. Mm-hmm. The pool sex scene is like someone adapted <laughs> that kid's description of sex. <laughs> like, why are you being so mean this to each a, other? This is a great episode. Why are you hurting mommy? But yeah, why, so. is, why are you hurting daddy? Yeah, why are you hurting Berkeley? Right? Yeah, it's going good. Me? I like how this episode's gone. There is yeah. kind of... Caroline, you're a great guest. Oh, thank yeah, you so much. <laughs> it's all Skittles. It's you're all very Skittles. White uh-huh. cheddar um, bagel twist. Of the <laughs> twist? Twist. Twist. I know that's a compliment coming from you, yeah, so I'll take it. Twist it. There is a moment before the floppy sex where it looks like she's kind of trying to give him an underwater blowjob. Yeah. And um not easy. No. No. Nay impossible. Mm. Bodies are buoyant. I don't understand how that happens. Also, they require oxygen. <laughs> they do. Yeah. I think this is when I started clutching at my face and just never stopped until I mean, the end the, of the movie. The, the sex scene is insane. I mean, and like, I, I hate it's it. It's one of those things where people are like... <laughs> it makes me very upset. <laughs> one of those things where people... Are, and I'm glad Joanna did not watch that scene because yeah. I think she might have like Actually literally lived. dumped me. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, I tried to set up with like, well, you know, it's this camp classic and it's been reevaluated by Jacques Rivette and she's like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> You used her for a I I quoted Jacobette at her. She was not interested. <laughs> Joanna, you know how you love Out too. <laughs> what if I told you? <laughs> Sorry. Um, I don't. I don't even know what scene, else there is to say. I, I don't, well, it's just well, not, there's I more to say. I can't imagine how because there's this quote from Comic Lachlan on the. Um, there are a bunch of things from him where he's like, yeah. I had no idea this is what the movie was while we were making it. Right, I saw that, it at the premiere. And, and when he yeah. saw it at the premiere, he was like gobsmacked by how horrible it was. And, and it's like the sinking feeling. His career? For sure. I looked at like most, I looked at yeah. a bunch of people's IMDb's app, like, and there's like at least, there's like a, Regina, a cushion. Yeah. There's like Regina three or who, four, Gina bounces from this, which she's wonderful in, to bound, which she's even better in. Like yes. this is, yeah. you know, she stays in the sort of exploitation movie zone. Right. Though, right. Well, like that, that's a smart way to play it. And then you're just really, then you're really yeah. good in those, and right. then you can move out of those. But like Kyle MacLachlan, he had a he had a hard time. He stops. His uh, next yeah. major role is Claudius in the Almayerda uh, Hamlet. Yeah. Uh, he, he can only play creepy from here on out. Like it, it, he's, he's yeah. Broken. Well, well and then he, he kind of reclaims it with Sex in the City. I was going to say, then he gets Sex uh, in the City, yeah. and where he's, he's like nice creepy. Right. He does like a really earnest thing, and then at some point, Would you it like takes to a measure turn. my John Thomas? <laughs> Something he Thank says. Thank you for the bed. eye contact as you call that. As a Charlotte, I hated that David. <laughs> speaking as a Charlotte. Oh, you are a Charlotte. Yes, uh, I obviously really liked. But when I was a kid, I I watched Sex in the City like when it was on TV. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's probably similar to whenever I watched Showgirls. <laughs> thinking like hey, this is it no 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 <laughs> right there in the title um, yeah and uh, I loved Kyle McLaughlin because I had seen him in Twin Peaks mm-hmm. uh, which my father was obsessed with so I had like watched old Twin Peaks not all of them or something so I was always like very locked into Kyle McLaughlin at a younger age yeah, but he is a creepy person well, in Sex in the City. Well, it's There's weird because no question. I think he's not supposed to be at first. But not he's, at first, but he's always got that a little bit. I mean, that movie. Like, is, I don't think that's I mean, what that, the script was asking for at well, first. Well, first and he's then, supposed to be charming, and then they're like, and he's also um, he's got an umbilical cord attached to his mom, right? And then he becomes because I, I think the arc in Sex in the City, the idea is like finally Charlotte gets the man she wants. He's like right, rich, right. He's, he's perfect, preppy, yeah. he's like really uh, attentive. But he's like the guy like, no, who has like the giant house, and then it's like a cask of a Montiato situation. You like open the floor, and there's just like a hole. <laughs> I remember taking, a bunch of dead showgirls. I took Romley to see Sister Show of the Traveling Pants 
2 where he essentially reprises this character <laughs> oh, as no. the director of a school play. Oh, I'm no. forgetting I've never seen uh, which, Sisterhood 2. Which sister has to be in the school play, but they do like a 42nd Street thing where she has a smaller part and the main girl gets is it, sick and she takes over. Is it Tamblin? Because she's always the one who's like stuck at home being bored, but that's in the first one. It's not Tamblin. I think it's not Tamblin. I can't remember. It uh, uh, might be Blake Lively. Sure. But, but anyway, he plays a, a creepy uh director in that and when he okay. came on screen I started laughing hysterically and, and Romley was like, like what? what's going on yeah. and I was just like he used to be a heartthrob <laughs> but now he's a heartthrob again I know he got it back I he know. did good for him but he and had to like go through some shit to get he there. did he also yeah. just had to go to TV I think yep. it was like a lot yep. of it. okay let's get back on track <laughs> you, you didn't enjoy that no I liked it I liked it but, but, but Ben you, you were running. making this stretch for time no it was not <laughs> I was not doing that okay so, so so yeah. after this wonderful sex scene with yeah. this powerful connection, he gets yeah. her the job. Powerful connection. He I mean, gets yeah, her the job. We're in the last twenty minutes Chris, where everything happens. Right. Now. He gets. That's the thing. I like. He gets her the job as Crystal's understudy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. She threatens legal action, so she's taken oh, Crystal's off pissed. this job. Yeah, right. Because Crystal, she got rejected and also realizes that she's sleeping with Zach and not her. Right. And he Zach actually calls has her that out line on it. where it's like, "Are you mad that I fucked her? Or are you mad that I fucked her? Before I beat her. You got that I beat you. Do it. Right. And so also someone's broken their knee on monkey shit. Someone's broken their knee. Oh, then right, Nomi yeah. pushes Crystal down the stairs. Right. And then another person covers for her and in response wants to be the, the understudy, kind of being like, right. you know, Well, yeah, the person who also, right, because like yeah. Nomi sees her take out the other girl and like right. doesn't say anything right. and the girl doesn't return, blah, blah, blah. But also at one point she randomly goes to see Plummer's dance show, which he has put on. At the Cheetah, though. <laughs> with the Cheetah. Yes. And, and the Cheetah off. audience is not into it. No, because I'm they're surprised. like, yeah, we want to see a strip. Routine. How do you describe this routine? Not a postmodern deconstruction. Like wearing the black tights and they're doing like the you know sexy New York like jazz club music or something. And then very quickly it turns out they're engaged because Penny got pregnant. It almost seems for half a millisecond that he's gotten decent. No. And then he just immediately says a bunch of awful things. Yeah, what does he say to her? He's like, get a drink, bitch. And it's just like weird. It's like so aggressive. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know how I joke. Anyway, no, we don't know how you do. Uh, I'm getting married now. And she's like, man. and she's basically yeah. like happy for you. And then that's the last of him. And he's gonna go work for his mom, and get hours at her grocery. As store, I said, right? we know, yeah, that's actually really depressing too. Where he's yeah. like, huh, I knocked this girl up, and I'm gonna work at a grocery store because her mom owns one. It's I like a whole little story in one. Yeah, second. they have a whole other. He's movie got a going pussy on. problem. So okay. like, he and Penny are in a totally other movie. Yes, they are called and, Showgirls Two. Penny's from Heaven. And then <laughs> there's there's the Molly. Gets to meet at Nomi's big oh, coming out oh, party, okay. essentially. Oh, at Nomi's opening night celebration. Uh, We're all just. Uh, this guy, Andrew girl. Carver, who is played by a total. He's like a Brando. pop star. Yeah, he's, Earlier in the film, they He's seen sort a of like a Fabio. He's got a Fabio thing yes. going. Molly's Some got sort a of big Vegas crush. star. Molly's got a big crush on him, somewhat inexplicably, I gotta yeah. say. Right. Yeah. And then there's like this, yeah, well, incredibly inexplicably because she and Nomi were in a relationship. Uh, <laughs> it's In their trailer. Yes. Yeah, this is yes. true. Yes. I mean, it's. It makes no sense. And she's like, oh my God, this guy. And you're like, I no, love him. This. And you're like, no. Okay. Also, the chips are her blender too, right? The, the like potato what? chip stuff in the trailer where she's always <laughs> oh, like, yeah, did yeah, you yeah. hide the chips? Like, I'm like, what is this? That's yeah. a, that's a good, we haven't that's talked good about blender. blenders enough. We need yeah. to talk about them. That Alex Ross Perry, previous guest, 
uh, what it's Enemy of the State, where Will yes. Smith's character is obsessed with his blender and it has oh. no plot purpose. So yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. weird character details that can lift right out of the screen. <laughs> yeah, they try to do like a you know every all the other dancers eat brown rice and vegetables, but she likes chips and oh, burgers. Man. Yeah. Right. The right. fucking brown rice and vegetable man. lines yeah. eight hundred times. What's her name? Um, uh, God, the the choreographer, gay. gay. Oh, is it? Yeah, that's her name. <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. it is. She's Look, she's she fits with the rest of the movie. It's gay Carpenter, played by Michelle Johnson. Gay Carpenter. Okay, so this this awful thing that happens in the movie. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the most um, egregious, like absolutely unnecessary. I agree with that. Rape scenes. I agree with that. Are a hundred percent, especially for how late into the movie we are it's and how so much else the, the movie film has going on. Right. So like she, yeah, they get introduced and he's like, and like takes her to a room and she's getting gang raped by him and the bodyguards while Nomi's having this like storybook little dance. So the one piece of credit I'll give to Verhoeven or Esther House or both or whoever, and it's probably not for good reasons, <laughs> but I do think it's incisive that she is into him, goes back to the room, and they still assault her which is this thing that keeps on coming out in these stories that we're reading where it's like these guys are addicted to the power of the thing more than anything It has nothing to else. do with like she was going to have sex. She was like into it. Right. 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 No, I mean, that's true. Like the level of depravity. Sure. And, you know, there's something to the fact that she literally, they literally throw her out on into yes. the middle of the party, yeah. bloodied. With yeah. no and fear no of repercussion. One and and right. of course, right, Zach's reaction is uh, we're going to pay her off and this is never going to be right. spoken of. Right. All that... Is unfortunately, unfortunately realistic. Does track. Right. right. But it's just, it's so Wait, late in the movie. The thing about it is it's coming, it's all in like five minutes, all of a sudden. Molly hasn't been in this movie for like half an hour. And we Absolutely. love Molly. We love Don't Molly. Do this to Molly. And that's why they do it to Molly. I know. It, it does feel like Esther House is just sort of like, oh, we have this person. She could, she could be raped though. She oh, could be the one. Yeah. Well, that's certainly an issue. But it's also like where he's like, there needs to be an ending that communicates that this world is bad. And it's like, we know it's bad. Or like we need to have a moment where Nomi like fights back. Yeah. Right. But it's of not course, even her. Nomi's low point is pushing Crystal down the stairs. And yeah. I guess here is where she has this like shred of like, oh, right. Hey, like, hey Esther House, I'm um, jumping family. through a time machine here to give you advice. Uh, if you want an ending to show that this world is bad, take any scene that has previously existed in this movie, copy paste it and play it again at the end. That's yeah, your ending. You, like they didn't need this. No. They didn't no, need no. it the way it was film there's like it's so upsetting it's yeah, Andrew Carver's got like his tongue out like a lizard like it's so oh, awful yeah yeah there's, every fucking detail yeah it's just really um I think there's I mean there's a lot of stuff in here that's awful for the sake of being awful yes and, and this now, is right I, and I feel like it actually kind of it makes total sense that at one point it is built to this because that's like the most obvious example of something being terrible Which, like, like this including feels, a bad thing just to right. be like this bad thing happened right but it's like one thing if this is at the beginning of the movie then you know what movie you're watching right. like and that's I mean, clearly the die they're trying to cast but here it's now just like okay we have 10 minutes to go so what's gonna happen so again it's a conversation with Kyle McLaughlin sorry I don't mean to be yawning they go to the hospital she has this conversation with Kyle McLaughlin yeah. where she's like where are the police why aren't they here and he's right. like they're not coming he, they're not coming right. I'm dealing with this that's not how we're, this works he's not getting in any trouble you're a star now gonna, yeah. we've already announced you at you're a press a star, conference he's with a star. Chip uh, what's his name and Smith, yeah, Chip Smith, right? Question mark. Uh, and and uh, and then and then he throws on her that he knows all her. Information. He's got all her information. The name. Her name is what? It's um, uh, uh, Polly Ann Costello, right? Because it's a Pollyanna. Uh, Very yeah, subtle. She's a Pollyanna. Yeah, yeah uh, that she yeah. was a runaway and a prostitute. His fa- her father murdered her mother and then killed murdered herself. She right. She's basically homes. Sawyer from Lost. She's yeah. every single thing. Her it's parents true. are dead. She yeah. was in foster home. Yeah. She had a crack cocaine problem. She's she been solicited. Tra- yeah, been yeah. Dra- arrested for prostitution, for drug possession, assault with a deadly weapon. Her response is, "I'm going to get." 
get my switchblade and go beat the shit out of that guy. Well, first she <laughs> spits her He tells her that she's face. a fantastic fuck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And also asks how much she charged. Well, that's the thing, right? So yeah. he's, he's like, oh, you were way, you got, you got low self-esteem, fuck. baby. Yeah. So I will say that spit was well done. Really yeah. well done. Because there's a moment when she starts smiling and you're like, what is this? And then he, she just spits, like yeah. a lot of spit. A lot of spit. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously just water. But One it's assumes. Like, it's good. But it's good. Um, and then she goes and kicks the shit out of that guy. Kicks yeah. the shit out of that guy. Goes and sees Molly and is like, don't worry, I kicked the shit out of and that then guy. She, but then she decides. Molly's like, okay. Molly is so <laughs> right. out of it. Right. In then this goes hospital. to see Crystal and, and says, sorry, like I pushed you down the stairs. And ending. You yeah. know? Right. Well, it's like, so then she does this for her friend who's so beaten up. Right. That strangers she's in, the hospital, in the night. If only we could be together. Her, and then so. gets Leaves back. her forever. Leaves her forever. Right. Which for, goes to see Crystal. In the same hospital. Yeah. In the same <laughs> All right. the victims yeah. are. No, I'm saying the Crystal ending is the Casablanca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I mean, she, and like, Crystal's right, like, yeah. you know what, kid? I pushed someone down the stairs once. Let's I'll make out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they do. They yes. yes, they do. do. And then she goes back hitchhiking. Who picks her up? The same fuckhead. And she takes up the knife I mean, again. Yeah. And, and she says, got, yeah. I want my fucking suitcase. Right. That I believe is the last line of the movie. I think yes. so. Uh, it's at, on a par with. I think the last fuck line is, oh, and, ah, ah, like him just like fucking screaming. Uh, and she, we roll by her billboard. And then the camera. Goddess. Hands up further. And what do we see now? The Hollywood Los, sign. Los Angeles. Which to me is like the end of Friday the 13th when like Jason comes up out of the wall. <laughs> right. Or it's like the end of The Departed where the rat runs right. across it's the room. And we're be, like, we get it. It's not going to be better. Oh, no. That's the thing. See, I don't think it's like the, the Departed rat where it's like, did you get what we were talking about uh-huh. i think it's like friday the 13th where it's, where it's like, like it's only gonna get worse if she's not safe it's gonna get it's worse. like the end of the post yeah yes yes we now call it watergate i do, when are they gonna announce that fucking sequel because it's it's so unresolved post too hardly post <laughs> post too hyper post come on okay good call of course yes i forgot yeah. that's our bit so that's the movie called Show girls and it lost a lot of money theatrically. We're going to talk about it. was slammed by critics and then became one of the biggest home video films of all time. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, we still, we both ordered it. On, I haven't, yeah. I haven't bought a DVD in years. Well, I, I mean, I know you have. Checks, but yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I hadn't. No, no, it's fair. It's and like, it's fascinating. A, it's a classic like midnight movie that then becomes right. I mean, like, I feel like it was famous at the video rental store because it was this NC-17 movie. It had this yeah. very provocative poster, which is all black. And then her leg. You know, mm-hmm. that's a good poster. I've seen that poster recreated many a time for drag shows, and that's yeah, it's always a great good. It's but then also, good. like all the covers of the home video release, and this is a movie that's been re-released like a thousand different times, have gotten gaudier and gaudier, and they've also like they were well, one of the first. Yeah. Yes, and they have like the special features with like the drinking games. I remember they packaged it with shot glasses at really? one point. Oh man! Like at peak DVD, when you could like make anything into like a fifth release of something. <laughs> yeah, but there's like all the sort of knowing, self-aware, like we're Rocky Horror now reframing by the company itself. Yes. Which is pretty fascinating. Well, because at some point, I guess you have to. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley was dropped by her agent and other agents refused to even take her calls. Jesus Christ. It's like there was like a salting of the earth. I mean, like, and the other thing that's sort of sad is like, this movie didn't ruin Verhoeven's career. He gets to make Starship Troopers two years later, His which is an incredibly expensive ever? movie. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Two years later? Yeah. yeah. Starship Troopers yeah. in 97. Like right away, he gets to make Starship Troopers. <laughs> I mean, and there is the famous story of him making a VFX presentation of a cow being ripped apart by a giant bug. And then he walks out and goes, please let me make this movie. Uh, that is how he got Starship Troopers funded. <laughs> but also your like Verhoeven impression is, uh, uh, give perfect. me the money quickly and then I'll tell you what the movie's yeah, about. Yeah, right, right. He, where they're like, Paul, yeah. we had this idea for, uh, 
like a, a movie about an invisible man. Oh, cool! Just hand me that money very quickly. We want to. We it, well, wait, wait a second. It's like you know, like a you know, like an updated. Sure, sure, sure. Just hand me the money quickly. We were thinking like a budget of yeah, like yeah, forty yeah. million. Yeah, sure. hand me okay, the money. All right, here you go. It's about rape. <laughs> You can't stop me. And he runs away with the briefcase. That's every- <laughs> I have the money now. Do you want me to make your bug movie? <laughs> have me the money quickly. It's a, yes, yes. $100 million. Yes, yes, it's, it's about, about Nazis. Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> Never loan Paul Verhoeven a dollar. If he tells you he needs a dollar for coffee. <laughs> Nazi coffee. <laughs> He's not um, coming back with French roast. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> okay. So, Caroline, you watched this with your pals. Yes. What were their final reviews of this movie? Um, I mean, I think we all loved it until it went on too long. Yeah. It does go on yeah. a bit. Yeah. It's kind it, of good to watch it in two stages almost. Take a little break. Yeah, and actually through. neither of them had seen the full version. They had right. both seen it a bunch on cable. Right. Right. You right. got you got Which is too super chopped up. Yes. Right. So yeah. they were actually like so the scene where she goes and kicks his ass, like that one is super chopped up because she's topless half the time yeah. with we did not mention very red nipples that look like pepperoni and don't understand why they happened. Right. Very strange moment. They're made up nipples. I just yeah. don't like, think right? this like show understands nipples. I don't just like in a lot of ways. Yeah. It's almost like he wrote the script so that he could get notes of people correcting him yeah. and learn the answers to the questions he right. had. Like he's a boy who doesn't understand what girls are like. So yes. he's like, how cold do they have to be? Yeah. Ice cold? Right. Should I have a bucket of ice on hand? Right. If a girl's on her period, do you check? Right. Do you believe her or do you have to check? Do they put lipstick on their nipples or not? How do you know she's enjoying it if she's not fully having a seizure? Right. So we're going to play the box office game. Right. And I'm going to sit back and watch it happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this movie came out September 22nd, 1995. Never forget. Great. Um, it was the it was rated NC-17. Mm-hmm. It was released wide-ish. 13, 1400 screen. Pretty wide. Pretty Ken's wide. not happy. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fucking fine. <laughs> Keep going. The movie cost $45 million to make. Wow. Which is a lot in 95. Yep. It grossed 20 domestic. Okay. It's gross. It's made a profit. You yes. Know, it's in... Yeah, they said it made over a hundred million in on uh, VHS alone. What number do you think it opens to? Seven, two. What? Wow, it opened okay. I mean, not great. Eight million dollars. Okay, uh, for a forty-five budget, that's not great. So it's pretty front loaded. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Its multiplier wasn't good. No. Uh, it opens number two. Number one is also a new movie, a pretty definitive crime film of the nineties. Cop movie. Yeah. Detectives. Detectives. Two of them. Two of them. On the trail of a killer. Seven? Seven. David Fincher is seven. His second film. Yeah. What's in the box? (laughs) Different things. (laughs) Okay, number 12. Different sins. (laughs) There we go. Number two. Sorry. We got it. Number two, Showgirls. Uh, Number one is seven. Uh, number three is another camp classic of the mid '90s about drag queens. Uh, it's Wong Fu, thanks for everything, yeah. Julie Newmar. Yes, which has made twenty-four million dollars in three weeks. It's going to make thirty-six. It makes more than Showgirls. Yeah, that's pretty good. Not a bad movie. Kind of laps it. Swayze, yeah. Snipes, Leguizamo, and, and Luigi Mario himself, John Leguizamo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> when he was at the Gotham, someone and he was like t- presenting some award, and he was, you know, whatever. People, did you get to meet Johnny Legs? I didn't, but someone was like, "Oh boy, this is long" or something, and I was like, "He's Luigi. Show some respect." <laughs> did they show any respect for that? Yeah, some people did. 
can't remember what he was presenting. It doesn't matter. And he had a bold take on that character too, which was what if Luigi only talked out of one corner of his mouth? So what if Mario, Luigi were Wal- Waluigi? <laughs> Mario. It is pretty amazing that they were like, <laughs> these two characters, they're video game sprites. They're famous for one thing, being Italian-American. <laughs> Let's cast a British guy and a Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> like, what, what, what? Like, how? And yet, they're both good casting. You also, know what I mean? What's the other thing they're famous for? They're brothers. Let's cast a 21-year-old and a 47-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> like Ligazamo was so young in that movie. I'm sorry, he's not Puerto Rican. I, I, I knew this. No, no, oh no, he is a Puerto Rican and Colombian okay. descent. Yeah, sorry, good save. Uh, anyway, there's at least I, was, 15. I just wanted to triple check. That. Yeah, he's least, a New Yorker, so yes. you know. Sorry, yeah, sorry, carry on. There's at least 15 years between the two of them in that movie, right? That show. Oh, I mean, there has to be. I mean, yeah. Hoskins was born in 1942. Okay, <laughs> and Leguizamo was born in 1964. So yeah, there is a 20. Uh, two years yes. between them. Yes. You were almost exact. Brothers. Uh, brothers. Okay, number four. Mm-hmm. I believe that's like the second time very quickly we've re- invoked Super Mario Brothers on this podcast. Yeah, it came up some other yeah. time recently. Number four is a famous teacher movie. Big hit of 1995. Dangerous Minds. You got it. This was a big weekend. Yeah. You seen Dangerous Minds? No. Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, Gangsta's well, I Paradise. should. That immediately got me interested. Yeah. It's not a great movie. I just watch hour, TV hour, comedies. Hour. I don't really watch movies. That's your description of this recording session? Yep. <laughs> number, ben is so sad. It's number five. Red He's getting them anger. fast, Ben. Yeah. I know. Scarlet I know. With <laughs> number five is uh, another cop movie. Okay. It's like sort of a gritty New York City crime drama. How many cops? a very famous director. I mean, there's one major cop. It's about a cop and like a kid, like a sort of teenage cop and boy. <laughs> no. It's a drama. It's a cop and a teenage boy. Uh, big star. Who's the big star? Oh what? no! Is the cop a big star? Medium star. A famous actor. Not exactly like a box office draw. And is the kid famous? He becomes more famous, but not huge. Like a you know, sort of like pretty well known actor. It's directed by a pretty famous director. Who makes a lot of so movies. just a lot of medium famous yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't a huge hit. Made thirteen million domestic. It's based oh. on a book. Um, when when was this director? I like this movie. This we're in it. I mean, we're in the nineties. I mean, he's still going though. He's a uh, he's he's still going. He say, pumps him out. Nineties is one of the nineties, especially the early nineties is when he's famous. Late eighties, early nineties. There's a Netflix show out right now based on one of his movies. There's a Netflix. Is it a Spike mm. Lee film? Spike Lee film. And it's a cop and a kid? Yeah, a teenager. 1995. What is, is this Clockers? Clockers. <laughs> I've never known what Clockers is about. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like so a murder mystery. Kind of. But it's about like Harvey Keitel's the cop and Mekhi Pfeiffer oh, is like the kid who witnessed. He gets more famous. He, yeah, he does. Yeah. But he's not like a superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like no, a yeah. famous actor. Yeah. Okay. He's like, yeah, a, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, John Turturro is in that movie. Shockingly, John yeah. Turturro was in another Spike Lee movie. I can't. I know you can't believe it. Can't believe that. Uh, who else is in that movie? Uh, Delroy Lindo. But it was yeah. It was Mech High Fiver's debut. Okay. Isaiah Washington, Keith David. Aren't they now threatening to make a, a TV Sticky show out of fingers? that as well? Threatening, probably. Threatening. It's a Richard Price novel. You know, they're Richard Price goes on to work Netflix on the at wire. Point to make a series. No one has blockers. to threaten Netflix at knife point to yeah. make anything. And that's what they tell them. So we've also got Unstrung Heroes in the top 10. Remember that? Nope. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know who directed that movie? Diane Keaton. 
What? What, what movie are you talking about? Unstrung Heroes. <laughs> okay. I should have asked. movies. <laughs> Starring Andy McDowell and who? John Turturro. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Got usual suspects hanging around. Okay. Hackers. I bet you like that movie. You I've know, never seen is unusual suspects gonna have to change the, their uh, their like uh, credits? Oh, because Kevin Spacey was in it. No, there's Kevin Spacey. Oh, we should oh, mention God. that. Yeah, that's really good. Our right. fans are. We made a joke about uh, credit billing with "butt" before an actor's name instead of "and." And there was a whole Reddit thread that came up on the Reddit, the subreddit for our podcast, debating what the proper use of "butt" would be. Mm-hmm. And what they came to is. Uh, actors who have now been outed as horrible Perfect. monsters. Right, right, right. You so have to sort like of apologize. Gabriel in the Byrne, block. Benicio del Toro, but Kevin Spacey. Right, right yeah. but <laughs> Kevin Spacey. No, that's perfect. Uh, yeah. You got Babe. Uh huh. A, a good OG movie pig. made by good people, <laughs> starring a good pig. I just want something to be nice in this world. That'll do, Griffin. But Babe. Uh, uh, and then right yeah. behind it, you got Braveheart, baby. That's right. Back yeah. to darkness. Yeah. But Mel Gibson. Yeah, directed Mel Gibson. by a butt. Uh, and starring. Yes. Uh, you got Mortal Kombat. Okay. Batman Forever. But more and than Bar- this is also <laughs> this is also the weekend that Empire Records debuted in 87 theaters. That I've seen. Classic. I'm starting to feel like Ben now. We're done. I'm feeling baked, Ben. <laughs> Just end it. Even even worse I mean, than my my white cheddar bagel twist. We all I gotta can't go. Tell if you're kidding we all or gotta not, go to different because I know you're doing your bit as well. It's long. You just handed me a napkin. Did, oh, oh, there wasn't something written on it. Oh. Is there something written on it? <laughs> is it for me? Hold on, it's a note for Caroline. Oh. This what might this? this might be optionable. It says this napkin. Of it yours. says, "Do you want to keep doing no, this no, podcast?" No, 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 yes no, 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 Caroline, Caroline, how do you feel about this? I think you got something here. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Show it to Griffin. 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 What's about to happen? Let me see this. (laughs) Just congratulations on being on the ground floor of this. (laughs) This $10 million idea, Ben, just Mm -hmm. jotted Mm -hmm. on a napkin. Do I read it? I think you do. Yeah, read it, read it. Here we go. (laughs) On a napkin. Through your white cheddar bagel twist, which you're eating as we speak. He is. I'm done. Ben has written... (laughs) Can't wait to make this. You movie. can do it, my friend. And we're ending the episode on this. On this. What if the hangover but young call it the buzz? <laughs> the buzzed. All right. So <sighs> please remember to rate you. Thank you all for listening. Go to blankies.redfork.com for some real nerdy shit. Thanks, thank Ange, so for our Gouda for our social media. Oh, well, thank you. Give oh, me a I'm so sorry. Joe Bowen, Pat Rounds for our artwork. Lay Montgomery for a theme song. Caroline Frankie, thank you so much thank for Thank you, on the and show. I'm so sorry. Never apologize. And as always, I really hope Donald Trump isn't still the president by the time this episode comes out. (laughs) Just say that every week.